Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and unfortunately Matt's not here. Matt's, Matt's away for the for the week, meaning that it's just Connor who's here. Yeah, and it sounds so disappointed. <laughs> yes, I do. It's alright, you can be ecstatic next week. Yes, Connor's missing next week. They're, they're kind of alternating weeks for a couple of weeks due to altering vacations. So, so Connor's not here next week. Uh, what's funny though is that I think it's really amusing that some of the news we've got this week happens to fall on the week that Matt's not here. More on that in a little bit. Yeah. In a little bit. But uh, yeah, so we talk about DC Comics on this show. And coming up on this week, we have Wonder Woman and Justice League Witching Hour Issue 1. Stupid long ass title. Anyway, we have Batman 56, Justice League 9, Green Lanterns 56, Nightwing. 50, Green, La- Green Arrow 45, Deathstroke 36, Adventures oh, of the... No, S- did, did you read Deathstroke? Oh, no, I didn't. You didn't? No, I, I haven't read the last issue yet. I didn't have time. Oh, okay. Matt's not here, so there's no Deathstroke. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, Adventures of the Super Sons number three. And then, because we're catching up in punishment issues, because last week was so busy, we have to do last week's punishment issues, meaning that Connor has Curse of Brimstone number five, then I have Hawk and Dove number four, and then we swing back over to Connor for Red Hood and the Outlaws number 25. Yeah, so. bit, of a, bit of a grand finale. Yes, yes, yeah. Then you get the annual next. David messaged us on Patreon, being very adamant that he wants the annual before issue twenty six. So that's next mm, month. Fine, but I mean that that takes up a month. All right, it's this, me further behind. It's this month's book actually. What I'm thinking about this is last month's. It, so it is. Yeah. Keep it keeping track. Keep it track. Not letting Connor slam his way out of anything. Um. So. Yeah, that's what's coming up on the show. Uh, do you know, it's New York Comic Con right now. Uh, we're right in the middle. There could be new news by the end of the show. It's happened before. Um, mm. It always it, does, you know, just because of the time we record it. It is. Uh, but I think the biggest thing's already been announced. We'll get to that in a minute. But we, we yeah, so we're right in the middle of Comic Con. Uh, I know there's a Bendis panel coming up like in a few hours' time from the time we're recording right so now. Maybe so maybe some more details on things. Yeah, but that'll be after we're done recording, so... Um, they'll play with some little nip, you know, so tidbits Matt, for next Matt week. Matt will get an excuse to gush about stuff next week. <laughs> we'll be too busy. I won't let him. Week two is too, week too many books next week. Don't have time. Is, to... is it a busy week? It's a fairly busy week. I've not, I've not looked. It's not last week busy, but it's, you know, it's busy. Hefty. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, last week's episode was the longest we've ever done. By two minutes. We beat the record by two minutes. Hey, two minutes counts. Uh, we had three hours and eight minutes in last week's episode. Do not be expecting that this week. Although, one book might have a but thirty to forty minutes of ranting, so you never know. I'm not going to. Oh, you got that much in you? I'm not going to rule out. I'm not going to rule out the Nightwing Fifty rant. Jesus, I, d- I don't think I've got that much passion in me to rant that long. I'm not going to say I've got forty good minutes of things to say. I'm just saying that I could be swearing for forty minutes, and that that'll be something you can look forward to. So. We'll get into some news then. We do have some news, and we have. Cause actually, I should mention we're we're kind of glossing over any like DC TV or movie news. Obviously, obviously, there's been tidbits for that in the last week or so, especially on the TV side. There's been a lot of like Titans getting a season two and whatnot, but um, we'll just we'll gloss over that because we've got other things to talk about. You want to hear me and Car talk about that? Go to the TV news, which will begin up tonight. <laughs> or if you really want to hear about it again, we'll we'll mention it. On a presumably next week's episode of a TV from the multiverse. Sure. My only concern is, though, by the time we get to recording that, I'll have forgotten all of this. It, it's it won't true. Come up. So there might be 
some of it. Yes. Um, but yeah, so there was TV stuff that happened. They, they did their, their, their schedule. They, they put like a graph of like the timetable of when all the shows are hitting on the DC Universe for the next year and a half. Um, so there's stuff to talk about there. I'll but be yeah. impressed if they stick to it. Yeah, and this isn't some slimy way of trying to get you to go watch something else if you don't usually watch the TV news. I just we've got comic stuff to talk about. <laughs> this is comic show first and foremost. TV yes. and movie related things are are second in line. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we do have some comics news, and the big comics news, of course, is the announcement of Wonder Comics, which is a a new imprint because DC have more imprints than they do Robins at this point, which is insane to me to think about, but they do. Do they? They absolutely do. We have tons of imprints. We got Ink, we got Zoom, we got Black Label, we got New Age of Heroes, we got uh, Vertigo. Uh, does New Age of Heroes count? I, leave, I probably even need it to make up this, this number. Alright, fine. Vertigo, yeah, sure. Um, and now What's you got John's one, one called? Uh, danger Zone? Killing Zone? It's Killing Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Step into the Danger Zone. Uh, and then you got Bendis' other one, Jinx World. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got that. Come on, now. We, 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 to be honest, when you first died, I forgot about Ink and Zoom. My point stands. Yeah, yeah. We Im- imprints coming out the ass. <laughs> All over the place. To be fair, though, this one does kind of sound like it's just in continuity comics. It just happened to be in a little group of their own. Rather so, than... so is the Jeff Johns one. So is the Jeff Johns one, yeah. They're, they're both just part of the main line that are kind of grouped off for whatever reason. Um, this is this is basically the when they started the New Fifty Two, they had the Young Justice section, which was all the teen heroes. That's essentially what this is. Is but Bendis is curating this one. Bendis is the driving force behind Wonder Comics, meaning that Connor's going to get a complaint in a second because the book, the the headlining book that's coming out of this Wonder Comics line, early twenty nineteen, is a Young Justice book, which is going to start Impulse, aka Bart Allen, Robin. AKA Tim Drake, not Red Robin. No, notice how they're, they're specifically no, no, phrasing no, Robin. It's, it's it's my boy Tim. It's your boy Tim. It's your boy Tim, and some other doing a super boy outfit. I don't even know who he is. So, so, uh, some weird. It's not as fun when Matt's not it's here. It's not. No, Connor Kent's back. He's in. He's in Young Justice. Um, and Bendis is going to be writing this. Patrick Gleason on the art. This this is this is a superstar lineup of talent for a new Teen Titans book, essentially. It's called Young Justice because it means the exact same damn thing, though. Right, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, it has more of a correlation to maybe a certain type, group of characters in terms of like which type of teen, teen Titans we're talking about, but other than that... Yeah, that's essentially what it is, yeah. yeah. Um, so, no, very pleased with this. Obviously, you're not because this is right in Connor Kent and Tim Drake. Um, like, the, the one thing I have going for me is, you know, people going, oh, maybe he's doing a team book. Oh, maybe it's JSA. And... It's not, so I'm a little bit happy that it's not JSA. But, so, uh, it's just a shame. You've dodged one bullet and been hit by another, basically, is what you're saying. It's, it's, um, this is more of a grazing. Okay. okay. Uh, I, I can take this one. This, this, this is just to, to the shoulder rather than to the <laughs> chest. Okay, yeah, I'll put it another way. You dodged a shotgun blast, but you got hit with the, the handgun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, so so no that's really exciting obviously there's a big piece of art they put out to, not just for this book it was, it was like an image to, to represent all four of these books that we're about to mention mm-hmm. um by jamal campbell who is the artist on the next book uh, very nice art i will say i i, I got really disappointed with one detail on this piece of art because i th- i was convinced that lana lang 
was yeah, was on this art. This is entirely on you. This is on me. Now this is me jumping the gun. But it looked like Lana, and I got all excited because I thought, oh, maybe Lana's like the supervisor to this Teen Titans team. Maybe Superman's put her in place or something like that. But no, we found out later that there's going to be a new character called Jenny Hex, who's the, the great-great-great-granddaughter of Jonah Hex. And this is who that probably is. And I'm just a little bit disappointed because I thought I was going to get Lana Lang on a regular basis again. But hey, here we are. Yeah. So it's a real nice piece of art. It's not. It's a gorgeous piece of art. Everyone's good. Cassie, uh, Wonder Woman, you know, Wonder, not Wonder Woman, sorry, Wonder Girl is there. Yes. Uh, so she's on Young Justice. Uh, the ambush bug was confirmed at another panel today that he was going to oh, really? show, show up in the, the book, if not be on the team. So cool. So you know, you got you got a whole whole, whole host of characters here, um, in the Young Justice books. So so Matt will be back next week to gush about that because you know he's going to. You know, and it's worth mentioning as well. Connor Kent's not looking like t-shirt and jeans. Connor Kent. That, that, he's looking no, a bit it's, more it's classic. Yeah. With the jacket and the hair. Yeah, yeah, bit, bit more Metropolis kid kind of, kind of vibe. Yeah. So that's the thing. Uh, so there are three books here. One is going to be co-written by Bendis and David Walker. One may assume that Bendis is doing the story, but then David Walker's scripting. But that's just kind of a, a, a that's, leap. That's my hope. That's a leap. That was a leap from you because you're hoping that you can you can well, bear the to, dialogue. In, in my defence. Nine times out of ten, where you have a big headline writer and then someone else co-writing, it's okay. This one's you know doing the story, and this one's doing the script. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, as I said, Jamal Campbell's on this one. This is called Naomi, and this appears to be a new character, unless I'm I'm blanking. I'm not familiar. Yeah, so I think Bendis is making a new character, basically, uh, and we're going to get a book about her, uh, which means it's a complete blank slate. Could be, could be great. Could be, could be okay. Could be bad. Who knows? I'm I'm willing to to try this one at least because, uh, you know, it's it's Bendis's scripts that I have a problem with the dialogue, not the not the ideas. So, wait. So you're telling me not even read Justice Young Justice issue one? I, I I didn't make it three pages through Superman. So what's the point? The Return of Connor Kent, Tim Drake back as as Robin. I know, but I know, I know I'm not going to enjoy it. I just be putting myself through it for no reason. Okay, okay, all right. Oh yeah, I have I have long said that. Team books are the worst parts of Bendis for me. I, I will agree that I think he's better on solo characters than team books, but I did love his X-Men, so I'm not I'm not opposed to his team books either. So. Fair enough. Uh, also, we're getting Wonder Twins, uh, written by Mark Russell and art by Stephen Byrne. I do like Stephen Byrne. Stephen Byrne is good. Uh, I, I've, I've heard good things about Mark Russell. He's an up-and-coming uh, writer. I, Wonder Twins is not something that I am like super like hell yeah i want to read that yeah like it's just not something i'm super into as a i know that wonder twins have their fans for sure it's just, it's just this part of like history that i am aware of that i don't i'm not necessarily like that you know attached yeah. to but i mean i'll try it sure yeah i got no problem with them uh, <laughs> yeah. a good a good team um, i'm down for that yeah and then the fourth book is dial h for hero and that is written by sam humphreys and drawn by joe quinones if I'm pronouncing that remotely right, which I probably am not. I, I don't know how else you'd say it, other than, like... I feel like Quinones might be the pronunciation. Just... Well, the only other way I can think of is, like, you know, like, Quinoa, which is, like, with a Q-U-I, so... Is That's like a Q-U-I. Q-U-I. Yeah, yeah, and Quinoa is, is like that. So okay, I see. I don't know. Aye. But, uh, Dialage from Heroes is one that I... I remember trying the New 52 version. That's all right. Of this, and I thought this is a fun premise. I didn't like that book that much. 
you know, just for the team, for the for the writing quality or whatever. But the premise is kind of cool. Solid, yeah. Um, so I, I feel like with this, you're you're getting your big headline book. Wonder Twins is your kind of your B book in the sense that it's the one that people know that you know really well. I feel like Dial H for Heroes an attempt to bring back a smaller character. More more of the, the the cult book. Yeah, and then Naomi is the new thing, the 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 the, the Bendis baby that he's trying. I do think it's weird that it's called Naomi and it's not like a hero name, like you know whatever Naomi is going to end up being. Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? But I mean, maybe that's the point. Maybe she doesn't get a name like that. Maybe she. Yeah, we'll have to wait because we know very little about that book at all. Yeah, we, we yeah we know next to nothing. We, we might learn more at the Bendis panel. Uh, we did get some other details about all this stuff though. Uh, Bendis said there'll be some new characters such as Jenny Hex, which we mentioned. Uh, the the the, the so I, I said three greats earlier. Oh no, it's three greats. Okay, I was right. The great 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 granddaughter of Jonah Hex, um, and she's going to debut annoyingly in the next uh, Walmart Batman issue, which is upsetting. Because uh, you can't read that for a while. But uh, here's one that I think is really interesting. Uh, we're getting a teen lantern. A teen green lantern who is not chosen. She hacks a power battery. Yeah, I'm not into this. I know, I know you, you you were kind of feeling it a bit more. Yeah, I'm, I'm into this it. idea. What do you not like about it? I don't know. I don't, I don't want a teen green lantern thing where they're, oh, let's hack into it. No, I don't, I don't want that. I like the whole being chosen no, I like stuff. being chosen, but I'm okay with the idea of someone hacking into one and about a you know rebel teen who, you know. And besides, Green Lanterns is lacking representation on any of the, the teen teams. Like, there's never been a teen Green Lantern on any of these teams before. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, tough. But I've seen a lot I, of positivity on the Twitters about this. So what you need to do, you've already got a, a younger teen, you know, kid Green Lantern going on uh, in, in the book recently. Um, one of the oh god, I've forgotten the race. You know, Tamar Ray and Tamar Two, those you know, with the fins. Aye. I've forgotten the name of the race. Yeah, we got a kid, one of them going on. So just you know, pull them in. <laughs> uh, don't, don't do this bollocks. I'm not into it. Me 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 me. I'm never going to read the book. Me 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 me. Hang on, you don't even know which book this is happening in. That could be Naomi for all we know. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Naomi is in is in a in a Walmart issue, so who knows? That, that's could be Naomi. This could be uh, she. She's the one who hacks the Green Lantern. That's why it's not called Green Lantern. Uh, it did say this though. Actually, no, it's probably not Naomi because it does. They mentioned this specifically. She will connect the relative to what Grant Morrison is doing in the Green Lantern. God damn it. <laughs> so that's going to tie into uh, Morrison's Green Lantern. So, uh, so that, that that was the 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 Wonder Comics stuff. I, I will I do have one point of negativity because I I'm fairly on board. As much as a couple of these books may end up being kind of you know damp scribs that I'm not into, I'm going to try them all. I'm excited for the main book. I'm excited to try those. The one piece of negativity that I do want to kind of put out here at this point in time. Now I just want to point out spoilers for last week's big book Heroes in Crisis. And I, honestly, I think we need to have a blanket statement on that for the show going forward with events because sure, it has ramifications. Even you know, even in books, this yes, week, yes, there's, we there's books just and have there's... to discuss. That's true. That's true. I just want to point out now because I'm about to mention something specifically. So, spoilers for Heroes and Crisis, and spoilers for what, what happened in Batman last issue as well, because this also ties into this. I am a little concerned that part of the reason why, because there's this odd thing that's happened at the same time where both Wally and Roy have died. You know, potentially. Right? Stay with me. And then on top of that, Dick's had his mind wiped. 
And I can't help but feel that they announced a new Teen Titans team of all the other Next Generation characters the following week. And I can't help but feel that they're saying, oh, we don't want two versions of all these characters. We're going to erase the previous line before we introduce these ones. So last week, when I linked those those exact things together, Dick with the other two, yes. and said, this is because Didio hates these characters, which I stand by. Uh-huh. And you went, no, no, it's fine. None of this is really happening. No, you know, it'll be back to normal. I'm still hoping that. I'm still hoping that. I'm just saying, this is the first piece of evidence where I'm concerned that they're right, wiping the slate I, I, for this. I want an apology for the shit I got last week for even suggesting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, nothing I just said is like, what, does Didio like these three characters more? Probably. <laughs> no, 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 you're just saying that because it backs up what you said last week. You, you said Didio hates these characters. That is not what we're talking about here. We're talking about them potentially wanting to have a cleaner universe by wiping out the previous generation for the most part of, of titans which by the way in titans regular you know the abnet book like is dick still dick in that there's no indication that he's changing in that as far as i know um we'll find it next know. week i guess but it'll, but... It, it'll be a case of he'll be dick for the first arc or maybe two arcs and it'll be set before and then it'll jump and it'll be okay now we're after the, those events yeah at least okay unless, unless unless dick gets back to normal Quick and it's like, well it, that just happened in the middle of these arcs yes yes um at least i still get dick somewhere that's good to know temporarily <laughs> because well, you know like, like you say oh you know they're, they're kind of bringing in all the new team books they're doing that how long does titans last yeah that's a good point like, i'm enjoying titans right now and I, i'm okay with it going like another like 10 15 issues and ending and i could see it like ending around the time this comes out maybe we'll see i don't know or, unless it sticks around and that is the book where the older titans are and the this younger you know your tim connor Cass generation are in here the only thing i think you've got going for you is a safety net as to why we can have both mm-hmm. is they call him this young justice they're not going oh this is teen titan that's this true yeah you know, they've gone no, no young justice that's true um i don't i'm also not convinced that people are staying dead i'm still not convinced that they are no but i don't think you are either as much as you're being cynical over no, there no, no. I, I said yeah. this last week it's like they're probably going back it's comics yeah it's comics exactly but i mean un- until then we have to just pretend they're dead <laughs> that's i think that's the problem when we get to green arrow this week that was about i mean i think it's a well enough written issue and obviously it's an issue that's forced by the it's events really that's going hard on to take it seriously but it's hard to take it seriously but I, I, and in the back of my head i'm just i mind i'm just thinking nah this is temporary <laughs> this is temporary yeah. i don't care mm-hmm. um anyway uh so so that was that news. uh so all the best that came from the panel today ma- mainly flash related uh godspeed will be coming back at some point so that's cool uh, Bart Allen will be in the book before going to Young Justice, so there's going to be some Bart Allen stuff in the Flash before he goes to that team book. I expected. Uh, and then the other thing I announced, and this sounds like it'll be an arc in the, the main book, although there's the potential it could be a separate mini, but I think it's just going to be the main, main book. Uh, Williamson announced Flash Year One, uh, which will be him and Howard Porter, and it'll be looking at it's about Barry's first year as the Flash. Williamson wants to tell the story of how Barry uh, regained his optimism and positive outlook in the wake of tragedy, which I can see linking in with how he feels about Wally in present day. Yeah, I I really hope this is a separate mini because I hate it when we derail the story to go. Oh, let's do a year one. You, you, you know, I I like um, most of zero year stuff from Snyder's Batman. 
but it really feels like you know where where that came it was like okay let's just jump back for now for a, you know we're a year i mean this isn't going to take a year admittedly this is but... takes three months at, t- at most yeah well i mean that's assuming it's only six issues Nothing, nothing said implies it'll be a long No, arc. no, but I mean, so, the, the Flash, is specific, his arcs have been kind of all over the place. Most of, them have, most of them have been shorter, though, than longer, I think. Yeah, you've had a couple of, like, nines. But most of them tend to be three or four, I think. But I, just, been... I, I, I hate that derailing the story to go, here's the, the Flash. I, I, I just prefer it separate. Well, it depends what they're doing with it, though, because if it's him thinking back to his origin because he's trying to get through what's happening to Wally, and he's, he's trying, because uh, Williamson talked a lot at the panel about how, oh, I've been having kind of a, a more depressed Barry recently because of all the stuff that's been happening, and there's going to be like an ongoing effort, like, in the, you know, in future arcs to like bring him back to positivity. And I, if they're using it as an actual plot device in the main book, then that's okay to me. Especially, like, you know, like, like uh, Wally's year one in, in uh, Wage Run never felt like it, it interrupted the, the flow of what was going on either. So, and it's not like people complained about Batman year one being in the, the main book. The, 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 I think the problem with Zero Year is that it felt like there was no... Because at least with... To me, this feels like more like uh, Warren Jokes and Riddles, where... It's actually got a framing device in the present day story that's relevant to what's going on. Yeah, it depends how much of a framing device it has. If it's like, you know, every issue we're kind of checking in with present day, yeah, I, I don't mind it as much. If it's, okay, no, here's just an extended chunk. But, of but to be fair, War Jokes and Riddles didn't have that much. It had like maybe three key scenes where it came to present day where Bruce was telling Selena what was going on. It's like every, every issue, every other issue, right? Every other issue tops. It wasn't every issue. There was definitely like issues. I don't remember it well enough to, you know, to say specifically. I, 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 I think there was one at the end of the first issue of the arc, and then there was like one or two in the middle, and then there was one at the end. Um, but what I'm saying is if it's relevant to what Barry's going through in present day, and it's been used to tell that story, it's been used to drive his motivation forward, I have no problem with it being in the main book. If, if anything, um, I can see it working really well there. Uh, there's, there's an image out, there's a couple of uh, covers out for it as well, it's worth mentioning. There's one where He's got like a flash t-shirt on with jeans, but he's got... Now, I hate Superman t-shirt and jeans. I hate that costume with a passion. But... Uh, Why? I just hate it. I think it looks stupid. <laughs> it's really not that bad. I hate it. I hate it with a passion. Uh, but Barry's got knee pads on and elbow pads, and I do love the idea of him when he first gets his powers, like putting on knee pads and elbow pads because he's terrified of like breaking his own like arms and legs when he's running super fast. That fits for the character more for me, I think. Especially since he gets his power suddenly. You know, he's been yeah. normal his whole life, and then boom! Super yeah. speed. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so, no. But I'm, I'm, I'm down down for uh, Flash Year One. Uh, also, how many characters have not had a Year One at this point? I mean, Green Lantern did. It was called Secret Origin, but you know what? That was Year One. It counts. Yeah. Accept yeah. it. Um, we've, we've, done, we've done Batman, Batgirl, Robin, yeah. Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Yeah, uh, Superman's had secret origin. He's also getting a year one, so he's he's well covered. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Well, we'll see if the book ever comes out, but yeah, allegedly, yeah. yes. Um, who are we missing the big one? Yeah, Wonder Woman had one. Wonder course. Woman had one, yeah, of course. Uh, and Rebirth, if if that, uh, not if that. You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. uh, so who, who are we missing? Um, I mean, out of the out of the you know the big seven Justice League. We're missing what Aquaman and Martian, Martian Manhunter. Yeah, they'll get I mean, one eventually. It'll happen. <laughs> Everyone gets a year one at DC. Yeah, yeah. 
Hell, well, I just mentioned Wally had one. Wally had a year one. Oh, of course, yeah. So, um, you know, Bart needs a year one. <laughs> we're not to say characters now. We're doing all the, all the legacy characters. They all need year ones. Is yeah. that uh, and the other thing, of course, was that John's had a panel, and there was a lot of stuff about Star Girl and about Jim Robinson, but on the on the writing team and and all that. But comic book wise, he he showed off some art for the Three Jokers, uh, some concept art. Uh, Bab's costume looking really mighty fine, might I add. What's wrong with the costume? We just changed costume. Why do we need another one already? They all have different. Batman has a different costume as well. I think it's Red Hood's got a different costume. I think they're all. There's speculation that it's set in the past, some of it, and it's not. Right, okay. Um, it keep in mind it's a black label book as well, so it's kind of away from the... I mean, it's in continuity, but it's I think it's away from the main... Fair enough. ...line of books. Um, but it's Is a... that a black label and not his label? Yes, it's black label. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, but he also th- he revealed some covers for, for Doomsday Clock issues. Now, I actually don't have in front of me which one's which. I know t- two of them are the, the regular variant for, for 10, and the other two are... The regular variant, I assume for nine, but could be eleven. Would we not have seen nine by now? Solicits. Oh, yeah, it's every it's every other month though, so we might not have. What issue did we we just had? We had seven. Seven. So we have, we have seen eight for sure, and then that'll be out in November. So we've had not had January's yet. No. No. January's in the no. next solicits. We're due them in a, a, a couple of weeks. Couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, so here's some interesting stuff here. So uh, we have the variants, especially, are interesting. There's a really great image. One of them is black and white, and it's the chess pieces on the on the floor. Uh, one's Manhattan, and he, it's it's like he's wiped out the entire Justice League, where it's, all the costumes are falling to the ground as if they've all been vaporized. So That's it's a, really, a variant, if ever there was one. It's a really iconic cover. Uh, but the other covers, there's one where it's a Legion ring floating in space next to Mars, and there's just a little bit of blood hitting it. Cool. So that's 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 obviously really exciting. Matt would be here to be hyped for that. I'll bring it up next or week. Or terrified. Or terrified. And then the other one, which also relates to something else, is a young character. If I what's the name? There's a name in the mailbox, on Making this bigger so I can see it. <laughs> I saved the image into my Word doc so I could I could look at them as I was talking about. Uh Coleman. Who's Coleman? Surname Coleman. I don't know. Do we know who that is? Uh, but the the young young boy there, some someone about twelve, is reading a comic book. He is reading All Star Comics, and you can see the JSA on the cover of the comic. So, whether or not we are getting super meta about how the JSA exists or not, is uh, Carver Coleman is the actor who plays Nathaniel Dusk. Aha, which makes sense because he'd be reading he'd be reading comics in the thirties and forties. There we go. When the movie was getting, or before he became an actor. Yes. Yes. And then the movies get made. There you go. So uh, he's reading issue three of All Star Comics uh, on the cover. So implications there, possibly. It's exciting. Yes. Did uh, we talk about what was on the cover of, of All Star Comics? Did you mention that there? Yeah, GSA uh, on on a on the round table. Yeah, but it had Manhattan there as well, right? Oh, it does. Yeah, you're right. It has Manhattan at the front. <laughs> you're right. I haven't even noticed that. <laughs> Man, his blue bald hair is just there at the front. <laughs> and um, I, obviously, I'm, I'm not seeing Alan Scott. That makes sense because, as we know in Doomsday For Clock, reasons, yes. yes um, but we are seeing a lot of the other notables uh, on that cover. So, uh, but yeah, so so 
not a whole lot of news from New York Comic Con, at least so far, but obviously the Wonder Comics thing is pretty big. So yeah, I mean, we've got four new books announced. Can't really complain. That that's there was true. no news. No, that's true. That's true. I, I, I guess I just expect a few more earth-shattering earth announcements or something. I don't know. It makes, makes us all go. Uh, I, I've actually... Obviously, the... I've not seen anything about it. I wonder how harassed they're being about Wally and, and Roy being dead. Like, I wonder how, how much... Probably not enough. Yeah, I wonder how much grief they're getting. I, I, I say, I, I don't condone harassment. I'm just annoyed. Of course, of course. Uh, I just, I wonder, like, are they skirting the the, the, the responses to that? Are, are they intentionally not answering those questions? Yeah, I can't say I've seen any Yeah. Because when I was reading the stuff with Williamson talking about Flash and they were getting asked questions, he was getting asked about Wallace and you know plans about Wallace and stuff like that. And like I was expecting a question about Wally. I was just, you know like, is Wally dead? Did you have a say in that? You know, how do you feel about that? And the, the moderators aren't allowing any of those questions. Yeah. And given that they're not even talking about it, actually just leads me to be more convinced that there's a plan. And they're coming back because if they were really dead, they'd just be openly talking about how they feel about the fact that he's dead, right? Unless it's the company line of no, 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 you, you don't, you don't talk about it because we don't want you going. Oh, I don't really like it, but I'd never say. Unified front. Sure, this feels more conspiracy to me, though. This feels more no, no. There's a plan. Uh, that uh, to me, that sounds like PR. <laughs> <laughs> there's a plan the Cylons they have a plan right so I'm saying you, you hope I hope I hope Dan Didio probably has a Cylon I bet there's copies of them there's multiple Dan Didio's going around yeah yeah probably that's why he can't be stopped <laughs> kill one another just takes his place <laughs> how, how many times he's been assassinated how, how many times has Wally and Dick fans assassinated Dan Didio how many times has he came back we'll never know each one's a perfect copy try it and find out don't say that <laughs> don't, 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 don't advocate say, assassination uh, it, was, it was sarcasm <laughs> no, no one try and harm any comics creators or editors please or anyone else for that matter, but specifically in this case, comics. Yeah, yeah, and and definitely don't cite us as an inspiration if you do. <laughs> and if you do, just specify Connor. <laughs> just specify. <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right, that's news. Unless you had anything I've, I've missed, I actually I actually put out a tweet on the uh, the comics Twitter asking uh, at DC Comics Podcast in case you don't follow us, you should follow us. But uh, asking, is there any news that we've missed? Any tidbits that you think are juicy to talk about? But no one had anything. No, so, no, I was just having a quick glance really. to see if anything had popped up, but no. I'm not seeing anything. No, nothing's going, oh yeah, we need to talk about that. Alright, first up on the books then this week, we will have Wonder Woman and Justice League Dark, The Witching Hour, Issue 1, James Tyne in the fourth, and Jesus Marino, uh, of course, on the art. Yes, um, undeniably the stupidest named comic we read this week. Yes, not to be confused with the worst, most angry interesting comic we read this oh, no, week. no, no, no. Far from the worst. Yeah. Stupidest titled. Honestly, the title on this one on its own is long and clunky, but it's not that bad. It becomes stupid when you get to the final issue in the arc. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. they they both make each other stupid by by relation. <laughs> because they do, the... but even, even so, it is kind of just stupid and long anyway. Just you, you'd call it just you know the witching hour number one. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Easy. A fine title. Yes, and then the last issue in the run in the the, the arc, you just call the Witching Hour issue two. 
There we go. We've done it. We've solved your mystery, DC. What I'd do is I'd be a right dick and jump to issue five and count the three in the middle. <laughs> no, don't do that. That's that's awful. That's evil. That, that may be worse than what they're doing. <laughs> I know. Or at least, do you know what? Like, I've seen them do it before where they're like, oh, no, you know, we'll, we'll use like Alpha and Omega, right? Like, as the start and the end ones. That's more of a Marvel thing, but sure. No, no, no. But it, what I'm I mean is, you see that and you know which is the first and which is the last immediately. Here, I'm like, okay, well, every time I got to reread this story now, I'm going to go, right, which one's first and which one's last? Yeah, to be fair, like, I only know that the other one means instantly because they've used it a few times. The first time I was like, wait, what? Alpha, why? What's going on? Really? An Omega, why? Like, no, I, I mean, I get what they mean, but, like, it was it's just at first it was like, why is this long, clunky title? Because I was expecting more. Like, is this the last one? I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, I, you know, start and end, though. So, I mean, it makes I know, sense. I know, but I don't know. I just, it's still clunky. I still don't think that works that well. It's better. I didn't say it was good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like It's like the comics industry love to try and make it even more confusing for new readers to get into it. Like, when you've been reading a long time, like we have, you get used to all this shit and you just kind of put up with it and you understand to work through the, 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 the trenches. But if you're new, Jesus, you, you're... You're just yeah yeah you're kind of screwed. I appreciate that at least like right at the start of the issue. I mean, it's at the start of everything this week. The checklist um, of all the the, checklist being very clear. Like this is part one. Here's two, three, four, and five. So as long as you got this one, you're good. Yeah, it's kind of that thing though where because they need these like in-depth checklists to make sure everyone knows what to get. I'm like. Well, that's already just showing everyone that you're not doing this in the most neat, coherent way possible. It is. It, it'll be. It's one of those things that it'll be fine once this is a nice, neat, collected trade. Of just, course. Here you go. Here's the Witching Hour trade. Yes. No, it won't be that though. It'll be Wonder no, it'll Woman just and Justice League Dark Witching Hour <laughs> trade. No, actually, what? in theory, what? it'll just be the Justice League Dark trade because there's only three issues before this. That is true, unless they do that really annoying thing where Justice League Volume 1, or Justice League Dark Volume 1, is 1 to 3 and then, like, 5 to 8 or whatever. Oh, that would be... Oh, I hate when they do that. Yeah, because I've done that a Not few volume times. Volume 1, but I'm missing half the story in the middle. Yes. That would be especially uh, galling. But, hey. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, just, just to add on to the confusing when you're entering comics, when I started reading comics, I started reading trades specifically, because that's what I started with, DC didn't even number their trades. Yeah, I remember those dark days. I had I had to like do research to find out which of John's Green Lantern trades came before what. <laughs> I was Morrison's co- Batman's another horrific one. Yep, yep. Luckily, they're starting to correct this soon. John's it, getting... it was bad enough when they were just all like one title. Like it was it was one mm. book, and then it, but they didn't have numbers. So you go, all right, well, wh- which one comes first? You know, based on these names. It was really bad when you got to something like, you know, Morris's Batman, where you jump, you you know, by the end of the run, there's like three or four different titles you've got to read. All right, even that, the fact that there's also, because ba- that was back when Batman's, like, detective comic trades didn't say detective comics, so they were just a, you know, Batman colon, whatever the, the story was called. Yeah. So you had to separate which is the Batman issues, which is the detective issues, which is relevant, which is not, and then you had Streets of Gotham at the same time, although that, that at least was called Streets of Gotham on the, on the hardcovers that I had. But it was, still. yes. The point being is that, you know, it's a little bit better, <laughs> but still yeah. rough. Anyway, uh, the actual book itself, 
which which we taken five minutes. Yeah, that's what to we're here to. to talk about. Um, and it does feel like it's fallen straight on from Justice League Dark more than anything else. This is this is the next. It does, and and it gets away with that because Wonder Woman's in a period of just waiting till next month anyway. Yeah, it does. Yeah, um, I know Tynan has been saying that he's been trying to beg DC to let him do a horror crossover in October for the last couple of years, so. I'm not going to say that I, I we're completely sure that this is like only a crossover because oh we need to fill in some issues of Wonder Woman. Hey, that next arc, make that a crossover. I still think there's an element to that, but I'm sure Tinian jumped at the chance because he's like, yes, yes, October crossover horror. So hang on, you're telling me Wonder Woman's free for a month in October? Yes. Give it to me. Yes, yes. So this is this is uh, the first part of this five part story, <laughs> and Wonder Woman, of course, we get more of the, the the backstory, the history of her and Themyscira, where she was, uh, you know, branded essentially, you know, magically yeah. branded by the Hecate witches, and uh, Hippolyta kind of is uh, quickly realizes this. You know, she, like Diana kind of accepts the the fake excuse to let, let her sleep easy, and then you know, no, I believe my daughter. You 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 are full of shit. <laughs> yeah. What did you do? Um, so this is some backstory to set that like, no, they've been doing this and it's not just Wonder Woman of course but this is what we're seeing um, and Diana goes to the league to try and explain to them right magic's kind of on the fritz this this upside man dude he he's 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 real dangerous business and I actually like that uh, they was like oh what about Dr. Fate let's get Dr. Fate involved he's really good and they're like uh, actually yes, yes. probably tell you about Dr. Fate honestly my favourite uh, line in the book might be when chimp asked diana what they thought about her having like a magic entity because she she lies she doesn't tell them in fact i love the moment where they ask her like how did you how did you stop him and she takes her hand off the lasso because she's got her hand yeah. on the lasso on her hip just like um uh, just got lucky yeah <laughs> yeah very good but i uh, chimp's response is, oh yeah you lied to batman about a grave threat that might endanger the entire planet yeah he'll take that extremely well <laughs> <laughs> chimp is such a great addition to this book Oh, he's good. It's one of those things that I never would have said, oh, I want Chimp on that team. But it's so good. He uh, He's having some fun battle with Swamp Thing and Man Bat. He thinks all Swamp Thing's husks are, are creepy. Um, ultimately, though, the, the plot of the book is it's the setup for the arc where something really bad happens. The, the, the Hecate uh, infused people start to flare up, if you will. Uh, well, it was a Witchfire, I think the name of the yes. character is. Uh, in the, the in the bar, Tracy. By the way, Tracy Thirteen drops a "Are You Afraid of the Dark" reference, and then it's implied that a lot of the people in that bar also get that reference and play into that on a regular basis. And and, and some of them groan. Yes, yeah, really. Again, <laughs> they're going to start start chatting fire, water, earth, and whatever wind. Yeah. Um. So. No, uh, so that, that's what that was. If you didn't get that joke, if you didn't get what that reference was when she says that you know the the meeting of the the Midnight Society shall commence, that is a reference to Are You Afraid of the Dark, which is which was a horror anthology kids show from people our ages youth. If you're young and, and didn't watch that, I think it was on Nickelodeon. I want to say, uh, back in the day. Couldn't tell you where it was. Did Did you ever watch it? It's, yeah, I saw the odd one here or there. Yeah, wasn't something I was like, oh yeah, watched properly religiously or anything like that but yeah. yeah i saw the odd one yeah it was basically a group of kids who who met up at night presumably at midnight although all, all the parents letting them out the house at that time is, is, is baffling like they're all sneaking out all at the same time I mean, probably uh but they, they'd be around a campfire and one of them will tell a, a scary story that was the that was the thing but they, they were the midnight society that was that was what it was so but that was good fun but basically 
she gets activated and then ignites and the entire place goes up. Tracy 13 gets grabbed and escapes through a portal. Constantine's in there and he survives. He just survives because he's Constantine, Cause, basically. Cause Constantine. Yeah, because Constantine. Yeah, uh, but basically when Wonder Woman activates later on and they're in the, the basement of the Hall of Justice and the Hecate uh, beings, spirits, whatever we're calling them, the gods, they are they're manipulating the Justice League because... Basically, they're debating what to do, and Batman's like, oh, maybe we should, because he calls Zatanna back, you know, they call Zatanna back to talk to her, uh, it's like, hey, that was, that's making Diana look bad, that you want to, like, you know, confer with me, out, you know, mm-hmm. away from her, she's the leader of the team, but they're talking about what to do after she leaves, and then, like, the, the Hecate just, like, sort of whisper in their ears, and all of a sudden, they just start talking about, oh, Ted Cord keeps complaining about his patrol duty, um, and later on, it, when, it was the monitor duty, wasn't it? Uh, monitor duty, that's what it was. And later on, when Chimp tries to like call for help, they're all just like talking about Ted Cord complaining still. So they're on some sort of like spell. Yeah, yeah. I think the, I think if you zoomed in on the uh, the the word, it just says you know forget this or something like that. Yeah, okay. You will forget. Um, but yeah, one of them was going ape shit, and basically Chimp's like, right, okay, quick, grab her, let's run through the, the that that closet door, and it's a portal that he built to go to the bar <laughs> and then destroy the door and that's how they kind of escape but that's when we get to the end of the uh, issue and i was gonna say they get to the end of the issue and they find that everyone's dead in the bar and then constantine's just chilling yeah uh just to set up the threat just to set up that okay grave threats coming all hell's breaking loose we're all kind of doomed and the justice yeah. league can't help but on our own we have to do this so yeah, yeah. So that's I, threat. I do love when the uh when, when hecate appears and everyone's like oh shit we can all see this <laughs> and and the, and uh, chimps like, wait 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 wait, you can see this right? It wasn't it wasn't what I just drank? Yeah, yeah. Which is his, which I, I laughed at the 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 label, you know, the knockoff. It was knockoff Jim Beam. I call it Bim Jim. Which I like that. Yeah, he only gets that bottle though because they want to shut him up because he's complaining. It's like here, drink <laughs> this. Kind of like here, have a drink. Yep, yep. Uh, and that's basically the issue. It's it's pretty straightforward, but it's it's kind of there to set up the threat. So we get this big dark opening uh but there's a lot of fun little jokes a lot of fun little references it was a really light and breezy read um it sidelines the justice league so that it's like okay this is why it has to focus on these characters why they can't get any help and yeah i mean it feels like the next issue of justice league dark let's be honest that's what it feels like it does and i hope everyone who's reading justice league dark picks this up and it's, it's why i really hope this is just included in the trailer yeah I would think most people who do read Justice League Dark will pick this up. It feels... and I suppose the, the argument like for doing it this way is that people who didn't try issue 1 and 2 but try this because they don't expect crossover, read this and go, oh, I quite like this. Maybe I should go back and read the first three issues. Yeah, catch up because there's only yeah. three issues out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not that weird. And also the advantage of it rushes it out in a month rather than you know, taking longer. Yeah, you, you don't get that, that. You don't have that same chance to become forgetful and like grow apathetic. Where you get the the, the constant flux, and then hopefully after the whole arc, after the month, you feel invested enough that oh, I want to stick around now. I, I'm attached now. And it's, it's also nice just to go, hey, weekly horror event for October, right? That is also nice. And then we have weekly water and gods event <laughs> in November. Yeah, yeah. That's where you go. Uh, just to go back to this a little bit, we, we haven't talked much about the art. Um, yeah. I really like it, especially the, the first couple of pages. Uh, Diana running through the, the jungle, I think is gorgeous. Yeah, uh, the variant cover is also pretty nifty. I just went past that, which is why I mentioned it. Um, yeah. Uh, the, art, the art's very good. Uh, Marino's 
uh, a solid artist. Because uh, obviously the one of the downsides to doing the crossovers is that we can't just have uh, uh, Alvaro Martinez on yeah. every issue. He's he's in the dark issue. Uh, Marino, I think, is doing the, both the, the start and the end. And then Wonder Woman is going to be another artist. I can't remember off the top of my head. But So it's going to, it's going to be symmetrical, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll, we'll go through I- it that way. I, I do like uh, Marina's art. I, I do think the all the, the flashback stuff for the opening on Themyscira is stronger than the regular stuff. Because sure. obviously he's doing a slightly different style to accommodate that it's a flashback. Here's a, here's a really odd thing that I'm going to say. I think he's Justice League a little bit weak. but Except Wonder Woman. I think Wonder Woman looks great at all times. But Superman and Batman and co. look a little bit... Uh... Um, I agree with his bat- on Batman. I quite like his, his Superman in the close-ups. It's Superman in the wide shots feels sure. Good. Actually, was it this book? I, I had a weird critique to make. I just want to see if it was this book or not. It is right. So see the the panel where she's showing them the upside down man, and it's like in the middle, and they're all like around, right? Yeah. See when I first looked at that page, I, I thought Flash's head was Wonder Woman's boob. <laughs> okay, I can see it now that he just happens to be sat in front of her. Yeah, and because of the, the round red and then the gold part of the top of her outfit goes round it, it, it looks perfectly above it. Yeah, yeah, it looked like part of her outfit, his head, and I thought that's a really weird distracting look. And it's like just move his head back a little bit so it doesn't look that way. <laughs> but it's... do you know what I'd have done? Honestly, I'd I'd say, hey, colorist, just give it a slightly different shade of red. Sure, yeah, do that. Just to differentiate it. Yeah. But it just it just it made me laugh, and I was like, "That's what." Sure, that never even I I never crossed my mind. But now you point it out, I can't not see it. So so that's the thing. But what I I really like the art with all of the just lead dark characters. As bizarre as this sounds, I feel like I don't know if he just he gave more time to the main cast. But like Man Bat looks great, Chimp looks great, Wonder yeah, Woman looks Zatanna, great. Swamp Thing. Yeah. But all the side characters, because even when we go at the bar, it's not even just Justice League. If we go at the bar, like I mean, Tracy Thirteen and Cole look okay, but they don't look as good. It feels like there was time spent on some of the other characters a bit more, uh, more details. Do you know, what I'd say it, it, especially for the, the the side characters in the bar, it, it doesn't accommodate as much for the for the the core league. Just spend time practicing during the dark characters because it's their yeah, book. Yeah, maybe that's possible. I'm also wondering if it's just a case of, well. Swamp Thing, Chimp, and Man Bat have all got either you know fur hair or, in Swamp Thing's case, vines. That he spent so much time doing details on them that it just they come out feeling a lot more polished, like a lot more yeah. thought went into them. I don't know. No, it's true. Like like that page that we turn and it's uh, all the the Swamp Thing husks. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it, it's kind of like in a video game where your your protagonist character model has so much time spent on because it it's the one you're staring at the whole time. But some of the NPCs you run past are a bit more simple. Bit more basic. Um, yeah. I was getting that vibe from this bizarrely. I don't, I don't think I've ever felt that way in a comic quite to this extent before, where our main team, our main like five or six characters, look great, and then the rest look good, but not not as good. Yeah, they don't. None of them look bad. No one like I'm going. Oh, that's that's rough art. I never had that feeling. Yeah. I agree. They 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 don't quite have the the sharpness or the detail to to the others that the the core lineup does. Yeah. Uh, but no, this is a solid entry issue into the into the the arc, into the crossover, and yeah. I'm looking forward. And it's nice that we get to just do this next week. Um, so obviously I'll be speaking to Matt about it next week, and then after that, hopefully all three of us will be on the rest of the issues. But 
Uh, that's good. So uh, we should rate it. We should rate uh, which in our issue one, which from henceforth is what I'm going to call it. So, yes. what are you giving it? Uh, I'm giving it a seven point five. It's it's really solid, enjoyable, sets it up, but it's not like oh, you know, amazing. Okay. Um. Hmm. I. It's funny. I, I was expecting you to rate it higher than me. I was going with an eight. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is it's it's the most straightforward of all of the, including you know, counting this as kind of a proxy issue four of just yeah. really dark. It's the most straightforward. It's the most just here's some you know setup stuff. It's it's still pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah, all the characters are well written. Yeah, no, uh, so it's more just really dark. Uh, which will take us on to Batman fifty six, Tom King writing, Tony S. Daniel on the art. And Joe, it's, Joe, it's really funny about this, and I, I've said this before about the whole Nightwing thing, is that I don't blame Tom King. I think T- Tom King had a story he wanted to do in Batman, and I don't know if like, editorial saw what he was doing and decided what to do with Nightwing based on what he was doing, or whatever, but the way Tom King's handling this, because there's nothing in this issue about Nightwing's condition, or where it's going, and... I don't necessarily think just because Batman, the, the book, brings it up at some point necessarily means that, again, it's a core part of Batman's book. At, at that point, it's just referencing it because that's what it is going forward in the other books. Mm. The way this issue handles it, though, it's just about Batman's anger in trying to hunt down KG Beast because of what's happened, because his son's been shot, essentially. And the way King's handling this part of it, I really like. Okay, I think it's all right. Because nothing about this is about the amnesia or any of that bullshit. It's just about no, here's bat. Something bad happened last issue, and Batman's out for goddamn blood. Uh, as much as Batman is, without going over his line, because he's Batman. Yeah. Um. But and what I liked about it is that it mirrors the structure of last issue, where it was like it's cutting between the two story, you know, KG Beast and Batman's side of stories. Um. But of course, here the tone's completely different because of what's happened at the end of last issue. Because last last issue it was really jovial. It was like, oh, here's all these jokes about Condiment King, and here's all these jokes about this and that. Whereas this is a lot more serious. It's a lot more focused in the sense that Batman's, like I can say, out for blood. He's gunning for KGB. I get that. I like it a lot less in in, specifically the structure. I I don't really. I don't think I needed to see any of the KGB stuff. I think just being in Batman's head would have worked a lot better for me. Okay. Seeing KGB sit around with his, with his dad, eh, not really working for me. No, see, for me, that, that worked in terms of building up to the final moment because we find out that KGB has killed anyone who knows who he really is, who could find him. But the one person that we eventually get to who would have been able to find him maybe is his father. So, and we find this out as he's talking to his father and he's learning these different things and we get to the end of the book and he actually does kill his father, but he's, he, the reason why he's came here at all is to wait for Batman. Uh, and I, I like that reveal. That's the end of the issue. It's like he's inside the house waiting with his gun and Batman's just about to arrive. He's just about there. I get that. But for me, that final page or, you know, maybe you need the, the touch before, of you know, him pulling the trigger. They got, you know, then like the, the final page, you got, you know, him standing there over the dead body, pointing the gun at the door, and then Batman coming towards it. For me, that would have been enough. Of, you know, we hear, oh, you know, his dad's the only one left who, who can, you know, who knows about him. And then, you know, you get there and it's like, oh, it's kind of too late. He's already dead, but he's in there. That would have worked for me. Um, sure. I mean, uh, yeah, that would work. Uh, but I, I think- don't. I, I it don't. Just, it, it just felt like we spent too much time away from Batman and, and in his mindset for me. I mean, I could see that. For for me though, it it very much 
as soon as you find out that the one person because you kind of get it before before the other character says it but as you realize when we start talking about how kgb has covered his tracks and then we hear that his father is the last one there's a moment where you realize okay that's why he's there and for me that's why this whole thing works why this structure works with with him being with his father is that i mean it gives us a little bit of insight into kgb as a character but for more for more so it's this it's the the playing with the structure and how it reveals why he's there the whole time and why why he's 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 on the run from batman but he's not scared of batman he's predicting his move and it does a neat job of showing how batman's determined and part of that of course is the fact that he's going through the the snowy weather to get to the house when you know he's he's lost three bat planes trying to get there as alfred points out um and he's you know he's strudging through the snow trying to try to get there and kgb on the end of the door it, it kind of i think treating both batman and kgb's with the same amount of page time is is how you make it feel like the fight is fair right it's, it's a sub, subliminal thing almost by giving both the same amount of time that by the time we get to the end it feels like both it's like equal forces are about to collide as opposed to and i get the the benefit of doing it the other way where you're just sticking with batman it's the mystery of where he's went until the final couple of pages uh they're different tactics but i don't necessarily think one is more valid than the other king chose to go this way and the way he's done it works and he's used it to the effect that he, what, what i've been saying with the the building up the, the equal sides so that when we, when we get that moment of realization that's why he's there shit and then he's there and he's waiting because uh, i think there's also the trick where you think okay he's going to kill his father and just run but he doesn't he's waiting yeah, he knows yeah. batman's incoming he's coming to the trap if, if you will if you can even call it that because i'm sure batman's almost expecting him to just be there waiting for him because he's batman yeah he predicts these things sure uh but no no, fair enough. Um, I will say King does fall into one of the traps that uh, is is one of my most hated things in comics. Go on. Of not naming the characters when there's going to be a... You know, I think it's a Bronze Tiger. Mm-hmm. We spend three pages in a full conversation with him and not once does it say his name. If you don't know who he is, touch yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's a fair complaint. And I think it's particularly telling that I think it was the last issue of, of Brimstone. One of my punishment issues. I, don't, I, I hate that book. But I, I praised that, uh, you know, that that it had the sense to, you know, okay, it, it you, you know, early on, first page, it went, oh yeah, it, it dropped the character's name in conversation, and it was something, it was like the one, you know, pr- proper praise I had to it because it's something that I, I expect in in a in a good book, and this here, I, I don't know, I, I it's, it's something I do, I do really hate when you when you do it because it's it's fine for us, we go, sure, it's Bronze Tiger, but if 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 this book, not even this issue, if this book of Batman is one of the first, you know, one of the only comics you read, what are the odds that you know who he is? Oh, no, it's a fair complaint. Yeah. Um, it's not like that, that. I mean, it's not a big deal in the, the grand sense of the issue, but no, it's something that I also complain about when it pops up. I don't, I don't like it, it either. And it, it, it's, it's something that I, I can excuse if it's not a, an important thing. But, you know, like I say, he's there for three pages. It's a big conversation in terms of uh you know batman getting the information it felt like a glaring omission to me and it was something i wanted to mention it's it's different with the 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 kgb stuff though because the entire point of that is that slowly over the course of the book you're slowly learning who this is and like realize if you if you, if you don't realize it right away because i think there's maybe an assumption maybe that you, you probably just assume it's him at the start but over the course of the issue there's the slow realization of who it is because that's kind of the point but actually I'm, I'm flicking through it it tells you in the second part where he pops up so the oh, first time yeah the first time you just have him banging at the door and the father and you know and he he calls him by his, his name right but yeah. not 
the beast. So if you don't know who he is, fair enough. Uh, the second uh, the second page it pops up, um, the middle panel it says, "Oh, we called you the beast." Yeah, that, but that's what I'm saying is that that, that first time it, that that first page, the first introduction to him, he doesn't mention outright who he is unless you know his real name. Which let's be honest, most of us don't. <laughs> most of us don't remember KGB's real name. Um, it's, it's, it's that element of mystery before we're going to reveal who it is. The the the, the problem with, that we're talking about, though, with some comics is that they never tell you who any of the characters are, especially the side characters, the small characters that go, like Bronze Tiger here, where they go for information, and yeah. they never mention it. And if it is a character you've not encountered before, or sometimes just a case you've not seen them in a long time, and maybe they don't have a distinguishing outfit or something like that, you know, like, there's that's not something that makes it really obvious who they are. Yeah. Um, it can be an and- issue. And this thing, like, like you say, you know, that, that, that first page, it doesn't introduce you immediately to, to KGBs. That's fine when it's a recurring thread over the book and it's, oh, it's building a mystery. I, I'm completely okay with that. It's, it's this one with Bronze Tiger where he's there for three pages. He never shows up again in the book. That's it. And it never once tells you who he is. Yeah. That's kind of irritating. It's irritating. It's one of those things, though, where I, don't nec- I wouldn't necessarily downgrade the book as a whole for it, though. It's one of those things that I think is annoying that I think all writers should do. Yeah. But it ultimately doesn't affect the actual enjoyment of the story. That's fair. It, it, it just, it, it took me out of it when I noticed. Um, it, it, it felt particularly jarring given that he went out of his way to do it with the, the next guy, um, Kanto. You know, from, from the from the New God stuff. Yeah. Which, I would never have known his name. I, I recognise him, but I couldn't have told you his name. So he went out of his way to say it. Yeah. I guess and, he figures that less people will know who that is versus Bronze Tiger. Right, and and that's that's what annoys me is there's a there's an inherent level of oh you should know this already, and I don't like that. Uh, like I I do know it, that's fine, but it it feels insulting for the people who don't. It feels like they're missing out. It feels like you're kind of gating them out. Yeah, I'm not as upset by this by you, but yeah, that's fair. Like no, I I agree in the general complaint because I generally believe that they should always always mention uh, even in just yeah. a narration box who who's who. <laughs> Yeah, if but, you just want to pop up in a box and say this person, fine. But you've been on a rant there for about five I minutes. Did, I did because I don't, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show that much. And, and you know, I've not had a big uh, example of oh, this is a prime point of of a writer not doing it because mostly people have been pretty good at doing it over the last couple of years. Hmm. Um. No, that show was really good though. I I, I thought it, like I say, it mirrored. It, it it feels like it's part of the same arc as last issue, even though the tone's completely different because it uses the same structure. Um, and I appreciated the symmetry with that. And I don't know if we get a third issue like that, or if it's just like a fight issue next time, or or yeah. or whatever. But um, or yeah. where King's side of the the whole Nightwing being shot story goes, because obviously we know we'll get to Nightwing in a bit. But like, what what is the purpose overall in Batman? Uh, going forward in the, the the point going forward i'm curious to see what that That's is um, yeah. it's a it's a gorgeous issue though um especially oh, yeah. the stuff at the end in the snow oh yeah it's just beautiful um, one of my favorite touches of the book is again it's 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 actually a really small thing um it's in the lettering and the art it's as a you know alfred the signal's breaking up instead of just doing like a static thing or anything you know and, and we just lose it or it fades out mm. it actually just has the boxes covered by snowdrops but as as they're coming down yeah. Uh, they just cover some of the, some of the word, and it makes it hard to read. And you, and it's that impression of it's not coming through properly. I, yeah. I, that's a it's a great little trick I've never seen done before. No, it's uh, that's good. Um, I mean, I'd probably say I like the last issue more as well because it it warmed my heart <laughs> just a bit more. But um, I thought this one was very impressively done. I I I I think 
a lot of people don't like King, and I think the thing with King is that he's someone who is very into the craft of telling stories in interesting ways and exploring characters in interesting ways, and that doesn't necessarily always jive with how a superhero comic is expected to be told or how you you know how you would typically do a Batman story or whatever. Um, I, I wouldn't even go as far as that. I say he's, he's like you say he's very into the craft and and you know the experimentation. Mm-hmm. I don't think that always works. It's not just about oh you know oh you know it's how a, a Batman story should be. I think it's sometimes he gets the he he puts the craft ahead of the story. Sure. Um, oh, for me in this this case, this is an example. Right, I don't think that's the. No, that's fair enough. That, that's the you know, um, I, I, although I've liked his run more than a lot of people, so I mean, I I don't I don't think he's crossed that line that much. That's for me. For me, this issue is an example of that where I understand what he's doing with the you know the jewel thing with the, the with with the beast and, and Batman. Mm. I get it, but it's not working for me. For me, that t- it kind of lost some of the impact of the story. But I, uh, you know, it's it's not bad. I'm not saying that. Where's Matt? He split the tie. God damn it. Um, so. Yeah, so no, it's very good. I suppose we'll rate the book. We'll rate the book. We'll see where it's going next time. What, what, what are you giving it? I'll give it a six point five. Um, yeah, uh, straight eight for me. Straight eight. Which will take us on to Justice League number nine. Scott Snyder writing, Jorge Jimenez on the art. Uh, this was a bit of a, a, a downbeat issue. In between yep. the action. Uh, we get to see a bit more of the Hall of Justice and the cafeteria specifically. <laughs> Sorry, I just uh, I was flicking through it and I landed on the the, the variant cover. Oh, Jesus, Jim Lee, what are you playing at? Barry's muscles are off the scale. I think he's on the strength force. <laughs> he's he's uh, Jim Lee's a busy man. He's, he's got a he's got a company I, I, to, what? It to run. It stands out because he's done some <laughs> phenomenal variants lately. Um, his one for the the you know the Sandman universe. Some earlier these Justice League covers that he did were were really great. Oh boy, that Flash is is kind of ugly. And by kind, I mean very. Talk about the issue now. Thank you. So, Superman's rebuilding the moon. He's getting all the pieces bit by bit, and he's putting the moon back together. And Batman's like, sorry. I said about time. All right. Batman's like, uh, hey, you know, there's quicker ways to do this. There's there's more scientific ways to do it. And Clark's all, no, 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 the labor's worth the effort. You know, they, they put, put the love and care into it kind of kind of thing. Uh, but there's there's these monsters that feed off radiation that were hiding in the moon. Uh, yeah, so, solar radiation. There you go. Yeah, solar radiation. And they're, they're coming for Superman. And Batman's like, hey, you know, he, Batman's being patched up. He's in like at the operating table right now. We've been yeah. lasered uh, back shot. Uh, Alfred's there with Mr. Terrific doing their doing yeah. their, their high tech surgery. And he's just got his, his VR visor on. Yeah, he's talking to talking to Superman. And the whole thing, the whole thing's a very kind of sweet issue where. By the end of it, because basically after this conversation, we go around other pairs of league members who are in various places in the hall. Like the one we go to that were mentioned was uh was as Barry and John are getting food, and John's mm-hmm. lamenting because because Ferdinand's there. Ferdinand's the, the chef in the, the hall chef, of justice. Because apparently he can whip up anything. Yeah, but John's like it's still not the same. He's making this triple decker burger from from Detroit. So Barry speeds off as he does to go and get it in a second. But we go to them. And you know they're going through stuff, talking about four season, him being unsure of himself. We get you know Martian Manhunter with with Hot Girl, uh, kind of having a confrontation. 
um, you know, Hot Girl concerned that he was he knew there was a connection to the to the the, the totality before he sent her in and so mm. on. And he's like, come to Thanagar Prime, we'll get answers together and and so on. Wonder Woman and Aquaman are bonding, talking about you know, they're actually their their part was probably my favorite out of these sections because they were talking about all the. All of their, their 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 rooms basically in the Hall of Justice, and Aquaman's actually got a sunken ship in water that he lives in, um, and he gets to Batman's, and he's literally just got blast doors with like security cameras pointing at it and saying "Keep out." Yeah, uh, which is really funny to me. Uh, Barry's Clark's got a lab. Clark's just got an office. Yeah, very homely. Um, John's got uh, like a. Like, like a mobile soldier, bunk. soldier yeah. bunker yeah you know it was just it was a fun little slice of life like here's how they're all living in this place and i love that diana points out that barry doesn't need to live here he can get back home in seconds he doesn't have to like have a place to stay yeah. but you know so he's just got a lab with cosmic treadmills and and whatnot <laughs> multiple treadmills yeah. um but i love that but basically all what the issue is is that they have all their moments uh, sort of talking about where things might be going, setting up future plots and character dynamics, especially of course Aquaman and uh, sorry, Aquaman and Wonder Woman, because their plots coming up next. And at the end of each scene, Batman, hey, everyone, come in. Uh, you need to come and help. We've got a situation because there's a the, the the not the Queen. What was the the bigger, the Mega, the Mega, yeah, the Mega Beast, the the Mummy Beast, is coming for Clark. And because it feeds in solar radiation, it actually could hurt Clark. So Batman's like suiting up. He's got like this 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 tank suit I've got. It's like a walking back cave. It'll keep me alive whilst I help fight because <laughs> he's Batman. Yeah, it's like it'll do. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, but it's so Batman. It's great. Um, and everyone's getting ready to fight. And then Clark at the end of the issue is talking to him and says, "Hey, Bruce, I know this is you. You called these monsters here. This is you. Call them off. Let me finish this properly." He calls his bluff. Um. Yeah. And it's this kind of really sweet ending where the whole thing's been about building the moon. And, you know, Batman's like, oh, it could be so much more than a moon. It could be more than a rock. It could, could be a weapon. It could be, could be self-defense. <laughs> yeah, it's just the moon, but a bat moon. <laughs> but a bat moon. That's the other thing. Uh, the, the Hall of Justice is open for business. There's people coming in and seeing things. Uh, actually, I love the cafeteria scene because you see the, the, all the members from the different teams are there as well. I love Every time you see, because you see it then, and then again at the end when they're all looking up at the, the moon, mm-hmm. uh, Plastic Man just sticking his head out of the back above everyone else. Yeah, because the Terrifics are all there, uh, the Titans are there because Miss Martian's there, Black Canary's there. Who? Call it clear if I'm wrong. She's the only one there that's not in a team. Uh, oh no, Blue Beetle's there. Blue Beetle's think... there. Oh, is he? Yeah. I'm not looking at it at the moment. Hang on, let me find the page. Oh, I think uh, Animal Man's there actually in the background as well. Oh, he is. Yeah, no, I see him behind Chimp. Yeah, we got a couple of couple of oddities there, just hanging out. But as you do, uh, they are gorgeous, of course. Jimenez is is very very good, uh, as he has been for the most part. I'm I'm still not a fan of some of his faces. That's fair. That's fair. Like um, that, like that page we're on at the minute with the cafeteria. Uh, John's face at the bottom, I think, is a good example. Mm. Um, when, when Barry runs off to get the burger, I just think it doesn't look right to me. Yeah, there's a, there's a few times like that. Um, Wonder Woman has a really notable one later. Um, it's uh, the page where Batman calls Aquaman and Wonder Woman. I think Wonder Woman just looks weird. You know, there's a few. There's enough scattered throughout that it it kind of builds up. Yeah, I like how Superman compares it to why Batman never uses magic to heal. 
Like Batman always has to heal. Sure, with high tech stuff that probably does it quicker than most people get, but he still has to heal somewhat naturally. Right? He'll it's... never do it with magic. And he's, Superman's kind of comparing how he's fixing the moon to, to how Batman is. Uh, so it kind of ends with this kind of really optimistic thing where they all kind of look up and see see the moon. And even Batman's speechless for a second and says, wow. And he's like, what was that? It's like, oh, nothing. Uh, report back. Yeah. <laughs> Team's guard, Superman. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What's what's Superman gluing it back together with? Because I imagine you can't just put the pieces together; they're just going to hold. I mean, maybe maybe they do because you know gravity. But to start with, um, it's just big enough. Sure, the final pieces. I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me to explain the science. <laughs> I'm I'm curious what he uses the glue. I mean, maybe they they have like a fake core that has its own gravity at first, so they just it adds on to that, and then they go from there. I get that, but that would really undermine the whole. No, we're not making it any better. We're doing it exactly as it was. You can take it out after though. It's just that it's a, it's 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 basically scaffolding, <laughs> and then just he takes it away. Take it out through the middle of the moon. Ah, you can fly through. Yeah, sure. There'll be a pinhole, Superman-sized pinhole in the moon, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing it can happen sure sure yeah I'll, I'll tell you word for it yeah um but uh the idea that batman was actually like controlling these beasts and he was trying to like get superman to stop doing this through these means really cracked me up um, yeah i mean i like that, that concept but i'm like why why is he doing it why is he going that far to be like hey superman make it better like oh kind of feels a bit a bit much um, well, I don't think it's that much because there's never any threat. Like, he, he's claiming there's a threat, but Superman like calls his bluff and knows there's no threat. Right, right, but I, I don't get why he cares that much. As No, no, I'm going to summon these monsters to make him stop. There's a little bit of pay. Um, he, he wants to build a supermoon. Like, Batman's motivations are kind of left murky. The motivations we get to are more why Superman's insistent we just have the regular moon back. And no, what... no, they are. And, and I like all that stuff. Yeah. But like I say, yeah. Other than he wants a Batman. <laughs> look, just look at it this way. The motivations itself don't really matter that much. The point is, is that Batman's a character who is always just trying to plan and think ahead. And, and even if it means sacrificing some of the, the, the natural beauty of something, right? And basically the Superman's point here that he proves by the end is that putting the moon back together and just having it be there again is symbolic and beautiful in its own right. That, that, this is the bat signal for the, for the Earth to say, hey, we've got this. Yeah, we put no, them in I back. get all that stuff, and I, I like all that stuff. I'm just, just left me thinking. <laughs> I'm saying it doesn't matter. The point was made. Okay, all right. I'll <laughs> so sometimes the, the 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 dramatic point at the end justifies some of the shakier means to to get it to work. So what you're saying is the end justifies the means. And storytelling sometimes, not always. <laughs> Gonna remember that. There's balances to this. There's balances. There's no blanket rule that always works. Okay. Okay. All right. Just make just make that clear. Um, that was a delightful issue of Justice League. I I I love the downtime. One of the things that I hated about the last Justice League book is there was never downtime with them just being this oddball family of characters trying to get on with each other. And I am always down for some reader issues in between the big arcs. And we're about to go into another big arc, of course. So I'm glad they did this. I'm glad we got this issue. Yeah, we're going into the, the Drowned Earth crossover. Yeah, yeah, we're getting the, the 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 road to drowned earth for the rest of this month, and then yeah, on week five we get the first 
At week five. Okay. Yeah, the week five's got the, the the first one shot. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's not as neatly spread out as the Witching Hour is because there's like a week off and then there's like two issues of the, in the same week because of the way the schedule of the books work out. Mm. That's a shame. It's annoying, yeah. But hey, what, what have you? Uh, assuming I'm remembering that right, if people correct me, then fair enough. But I, I feel like I remember well, we'll seeing that. We'll find out when we get there. Yeah, I feel like I remember seeing that when it was all solicited. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was really delightful. I, 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 I like having these kinds of issues. The see, seeing the living quarters was 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 a blast. Um, yeah. and having the teammates bond, and it was different combinations as well. Obviously, Wonder Woman and Aquaman have had a couple of moments before now because they've been kind of tied together with cheating Black Manta. But see, seeing John and Barry have a little moment, having you know Kendra and John have a bit of a moment, it's good. Yeah. Good. Mm, it was nice. So, what are you giving it? Uh, a solid seven from me. You're such a tough customer. No, I'm going. I'm going with a eight point five. As this, this is ranking up there. Maybe I was just having a bad week. Maybe you were. I don't know. Everything's been sevens and sixes so it's far. A seven point five. That's a seven. Point five. Is 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 in the group of sevens? I mean, sure. No, nothing's wowed me this week so far. A seven to a seven point nine is are all sevens. <laughs> all right, fine. Kind of like how nineteen eighty to nineteen eighty nine are all eighties. Same rules apply. <laughs> sure. So anyway, moving on to Green Lantern's number fifty six. Dan Jurgens writing, Mike Perkins on the art. Um, which I'm glad again because I, I like his art. Oh, this arc, I've liked his art the most. Cover um, aside, assuming that he did the cover. Uh, I Which know. I don't actually know if he did, so I'm not. He did. My I... superhuman strength can pick up a cat. Yes, yes he, he did. I don't, I don't know if you noticed the cover. Ow. Al's face is kind of lumpy. I don't think I paid much attention to it. I'm going to go look at it just now, though, since you're bringing it to my attention. I don't know. He looks pretty lumpy to it me. It sends misery loves company. Yeah. Um. Yeah, something's wrong with his face. If I'd say it's, he's in, I think it's the angle, actually. I'd say his entire upper body is looking a bit Yeah, weird. I think the, the upper body, the angle's wrong. His chest is sticking out weird. Um, and his head is pointing the wrong way, and it's too big. Mm-hmm. In fact, it, it goes for more than one of them. Look at John behind him, uh, just, just above his arm. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> yeah, that's an ugly cover. So we'll cover the art interiors though. I love, uh, you know, Baz in the snow yeah, early I on. Yeah, as well, like, yeah. which is why it sticks out as really bad. Uh, which is why I'm probably going to assume it wasn't him. It so, wasn't. I just checked. Uh, it's, it is. Um, yeah. Well, I will say it's got a very different colorist, if nothing else. I'll say that much. Same colorists, both hi-fi. That can't be the same color. It looks completely different. Nope, same colorist. I mean, you say that. Um, the colorist on Batman, this this issue. Uh, was Moray who did the cover the the colors for Heroes in Crisis last week? A completely different style of colors, but same colorist. Well, what the hell are they playing out with that cover? Then you get the same all the same people involved. Yeah, I know it looks hideous, doesn't it? Madness. It's a rush job. They're deadline. I, I think it is a rush job. Yeah, they were like, oh shit, we would do a cover for the solicits tomorrow, quick. Deadlines, man. Name pretty. Uh, so obviously we've had some problems with a, a few issues in this art. I liked the start of it, and then it went downhill in the middle. And 
you know, the the Cyborg Superman was like fun reveal, but then him monologuing his plans for the last two issues rough, yeah. have been pretty rough. This issue, I think, fared better because it was mostly just the action. Um, I specifically enjoyed... He has all the lanterns captive, but Baz is still running around rogue, and he goes and gets John out of the out of the med bay, and they kind of come in storming with guns because they know they can't use their rings. I thought that moment was fun. I thought them like coming in. I don't like that Baz is all like, "Oh, I've got a gun again. I can trust something. I can trust." Because again, yeah, that that one moment where he was like, "Ah, oh, finally, a gun again." Yeah, I can't remember the actual line that he says, but it kind of undercut that moment yeah i like everything else about the plot there with what they're doing and the fact that they have to come in guns blazing to try and save everyone else um i don't like Bazzi's line because again it undermines that character development which we all like we all like that development that he gave yeah, up the like, gun and and him go- going back to needing a gun after that development could be a great beat like he hasn't got a choice it's like well i've got to use a gun yeah, but the fact that he relishes in it, it's like, oh, it feels good to have a weapon yeah. in my hands again. That, that's my problem. Like, let's say, okay, we can't, we can't use our rings. Okay, there's some guns here. Like, give me a panel where he hesitates, where he's like, where he, where he knows this is a big deal that he's picking one up again. Like, you know, yeah. make a moment out of it, and then don't have him like go, oh, gay, I get to shoot guns again, yippee ki yay. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Which is basically how he reacts, and that, that yeah, that that's, that was a, that, that bugged me. But hey, so. The issue, basically, Henshaw is all like, hey, Hal, remember when I nuked Coast City? Oh, those were good times, weren't they? Those were good times. Yeah, I see they're rebuilding. Maybe I should go back. <laughs> well, that's the ending. He goes back to Coast City. He's going to destroy Coast City again. I kind of no, hope he goes through with it and it happens just to just to have that again and, and to play on that as so what you know going into you know, the, the hal book with morrison sure yeah i mean i could see something from that i don't think he's going to but i, no, I don't either. He's gonna stop him, but i mean so the lions fight everyone and they realize he's going to coast say i don't necessarily realize yet but he's there that's that's where we no, go no, hal, hal's like he's going to earth okay sure yeah he gets it um so actually just to go back to the gun thing cause not to harp on this too much but just thinking about it, I actually, I think there's a lot of potential there that has been wasted because the other character there, you know, John, he is a soldier. So when I see him with a rifle, it's like, no, no, this is like, you know, what he was trained in, he understands this, but he respects he was, what he's doing. He, he respects. He's a Marine. He's yeah. like, no, sometimes, you know, because he, he's never been, oh, I'm going to put down the gun and, and use the ring, but he's never been afraid to use a gun. But he's never, he's, he doesn't relish at it. Like, he he respects the, the, the weapon of destruction he's got in his hands. He, he treats he, even, it seriously. Even in this here, he's just, he, he, you know, Baz is going on about, oh yeah, how good is it to using guns? And John's like, don't let up. Just, you know, keep shooting at them. Yeah, he's like, focus, soldier. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know, like, Baz comes off as the hotshot soldier on the squad who everyone's worried is going to get them killed because he's, he's, too, he's too egotistical. Yeah, he's too excited to be there. Yeah, um, which gets people killed. So you know, I like just I feel I feel like it's just a like that's my big critique with this issue. For the most part, it's not like it's not like otherwise it's like a fantastic issue. I think the art's really good. I think the action's pretty fun. Nothing exceptional, but it's it, solid it, though, isn't it? Yeah, like it's fun as an action issue, which makes it better than the last couple for sure. And I, I do really like Henshaw taunting. Uh, Hal. I do as well, and I like the ending. I like that, okay, this is actually kind of a personal threat. He's coming to Earth to kill Coast City again. <laughs> it's like, screw you, Hal. <laughs> do you know what? I would love nothing more for him to go through with it, just so we can say that Hank Henshaw nuked Coast City twice. <laughs> he nuked Coast City again. <laughs> How many people nuked the same city twice? 
I, I, I don't think any do. Oh, there's, oh. I'm just saying, there's, there's potential in that, but uh, I will say I like this issue more. I think the next one's the last one. Hopefully, it goes out in another strong issue, so we can so we can at least say that the majority of the arc has been has been better than than bad. It's it's been a very inconsistent arc though, yes. even, no matter how it ends. Yeah, but I mean, at least if it starts and ends strong, I, you know, because I'd say it had a good couple of strong issues to begin with. Had a good, and if it gets a final good issue, it has a couple of strong issues to end with. Then I can overall be happy yeah. enough with my time with it. But because um, yeah, it, it, it really is just that Baz thing that that will be the lasting impact. I don't like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know. <laughs> I do mind. hope there's a, a moment in the last issue where he puts down the gun again. Yeah, he makes a choice. Yeah, that'd be nice. It, it'd feel maybe forced, or not forced, but but rushed, given how rushed the, the whole thing's been in general. But I'll, yeah. I'd rather they, they, they tie it off in a boat at this point than try and drag it out than any other yeah, way. exactly. So yeah, okay, what are you giving Green Lanterns? <laughs> yeah, it's another seven. Sorry. No, but I agree with this one. I, I think this is... Okay. Yeah, it's a seven. Oh, well, actually, no, I'll go with 6.5. I think 7's actually just a little bit too. I think I had just, an, even with the, the bad thing, I think I had a bit more fun with it. Like, you know, just the, the with the, the henshaw taunting him. And, you know, oh, yeah, there's nice. more fun. Like, I, I definitely like this issue more, but I'll go with 6.5. It was an enjoyable yeah. 6.5, but with, with some problems. Um, if I have to have another complaint, I'd say that maybe when Baz comes out to help everyone, Jess says, oh, see, I told you Baz hadn't betrayed us, and everyone just kind of goes, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> And like all that build up that they all thought Baz was a traitor amounted to, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's true. You got a guy shrugging, going, "Yeah, point made." <laughs> yeah, that's it. We can move on. So you know, I'll I'll, I'll say that was a bit weak, I guess overall. That's fair. Uh, all right, let's move on then to the main event of the week. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for for Witching Hour getting undermined. It is undermined because we have you know, night- it's it's. It was the crossover slot. It got bumped. You know, the number one headline act. Yeah, yeah. It was the, the headline book. We, we talked about that first, but... It's not. We have Nightwing issue 50. Benjamin Percy is writing this issue, although I don't think that really matters all that much. Um, it, it, they, they say he's writing this issue. Yeah. Um, Christopher Mooneyham and Travis Moore are the two artists because there's flashbacks with, with different art. Um, which right, I mean, right away, I'll say that the art in the present day stuff is pretty good art, and then the art in the flashbacks is not so good or at least uh, it's interesting a, it's a different enough style that i don't it just it feels out of place compared to the other art that's fair i feel like there was more artists but i'm gonna have to go check the credits page because it, it felt uh, like more to me well the reason why i said the art and the, the present day stuff was good is because i really like the stuff with babs specifically in the back cave with a new outfit i thought it looked really good like the final like two pages with them together yeah with, with her and batman yeah 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 that stuff looked really good. Ah, there was. There's a third artist. There you uh, go. Klaus Janssen. Oh, is that him? Is that a good one? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It may be. I think, so you, because I think those pages with Babs and Batman are a, are a separate artist because they don't look like any of the other two to me. Because I don't like the stuff with Dick in the present day. It's got this horrible look to it of um, almost like, you know, they Photoshop the layers together. Oh, sure. So like, like Dick especially looks like he's on a separate layer. It, it doesn't blend. I don't hate it, but I I do think it's not great. I I think it's better than the because uh, I I was I was up in the present day stuff because of that those later pages. If that's a different artist, then fair enough. Those that stuff's great on its own. The other stuff with Dick in the bar and all that, that's kind of like median because I think the flashback stuff's 
Like it would probably be fine in its own book if it was more of a pulpy book on its yeah, own. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with the art itself of that one of the the flashback. Just, I agree, it feels out of place. How, how, I don't have a problem with how it looks. And I guess what they're going for is, oh, it's back in the early days of Robin, so it's a more pulpy time. But like the the way Scarecrow looks so cartoony, especially when he's Jonathan Crane with the mask off, I just that doesn't feel right. Yeah, I'm not sure who's what. Um, I think Jansen's that that two pages. So Travis Moore and Mooneyham. I think the flashback stuff might be Mooneyham because that looks more like in line with what the book has been up to this point. Yeah. I think that's him. And like I say, I, I do prefer that. It, it feels out of place in this issue because that's the flashback stuff and it feels dif- that's fair. so different. That's fair. But I think objectively, I think it's better than the, uh, the, than the present day stuff, which I don't like the look of at all. Not counting... The background those like, pages. three pages, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which are very good. Uh, I'll take more of more of his background, please. Thank you. Uh so I just I want to start off by saying this. I, I, I absolutely despise this issue and I'll, Oh, it's atrocious. I hate it with a, a, every fibre in my being. And I, I think it's notable this is the first time I think since the start of this show, since we started doing this back at the start of Rebirth, where I've actually hate like I mean I hate Red Hood and the Outlaws, like I, I didn't like that at all. You're always gonna hate yeah. Red <laughs> But th- this is the first time where they've actively made me angry because they're taking someone and they're just ruining them, right? They're just ruining they're, uh, the character. They're taking them out back and shooting them in the head. Literally, actually, in this case, uh, <laughs> he got shot in the head. Yes. And here's here's the thing, right? Whenever you have a story where you're taking a character and you're giving them amnesia or you're you're making them change, it can work in some instances, right? Uh, I'll point out uh, a certain legendary Doogie Jones from. What did you yeah. think I was going with that? I, th- I I thought you were going to do a Buffy reference. Who had amnesia on Buffy? Well, there was the, there was the episode right where where they all forgot. Oh, oh, yeah, that was a funny episode. That was a jokey episode. That was No, it comedy. was, but I thought that's where you were going, just to make your, your, your stupid shtick. No, but that was hilarious, because that was like a joke thing, because they all, they're all like trying to figure out who each other are. That was, that no, was... I, actually, I actually really like that episode. Yeah, that's, that's... Uh, that's why I thought you were going. No, no, no that's, that's, that's a great hijinks. No, I, I was thinking Dougie Jones and Twin Peaks, because... That was like, oh, we want we want that character back, and it's he's not him for like most of that season. And it's frustrating, but it's but it's frustrating because you know it's coming. Yeah, that that, that was like that works, and there's some other examples of work because the idea is that you see flutters of who the person is, and I think the and I think with Dougie Jones especially, he was a blank slate. He was like just like like literally, yes. yeah. Whereas I think the problem here is not only is he not like Dick Grayson. He's just, he's just a kind a of, dick. he's an asshole. Yeah, he, he's he's unlikable. I don't like this person. <laughs> he's awful. Yeah, yeah um, I, I I can see why Percy left the book. <laughs> yeah, if this was being forced on him, if 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 they wanted him to continue with this version of Dick, I get it. Run, run you, for the hills. This, this has come from Didio. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know what? I'll 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 take it because he's I, like, all right. I can't get away with actually killing him because he tried that before. And you kill him in everything but actual killing. Like he's he's yeah. dead. He's dead essentially. It's, this is not Nightwing, and you know it's not permanent. You know because they can get such a cheap victory in a year or two's time when the oh, Nightwing's back for real. Like you know, Dick Grayson gets his memories back and he's Dick again. Like that's going to happen. And yeah, I'll be there, sure. But do you know what the fact is? Before this, I was saying that I was going to read issue one of, or you know, fifty one of of Lobdell's thing. I don't think I need to because this hate is read it, hate read it for us because this is Percy and I I still hate this. The the concept at its core is absolutely atrocious. I really want to swear right now. I want to drop f bombs left and right about this because well, we're I a hate it. Friendly show. Yes, we are. <laughs> I'll tell you what. 
if you hate read the next issue i'll do it with you oh you're on you're getting bonus lodella connor we'll do it we'll do it just to hate read this nightwing being like no no no. this ain't the dick i like (laughs) this is not my kind of dick yeah exactly oh no, I, 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 like, right from the get-go, his, his arrogant narration about not wanting to remember who he is and not wanting to help anyone. He gets a job as a cab, you know, a cab driver for some reason. To, to keep moving? I don't know. I no, it just, it feels so forced. That This feels like New 52 edgy bullshit, where we want him to be completely different and have this the edgier attitude and... This, like, this honestly feels worse than almost anything in the New 52 in that sense. Because at least the New 52, they just went, all right, across the board, we're trying different things. Oh, right? sure. It mostly failed, but there was, at least I get what the point was. This has just ruined a perfectly good book. It has. And I, I think the reason why it makes me think of the New 52, beyond just forcing things onto characters that don't feel right, is that obviously Babs comes and speaks to him and he has that conversation with Batman and it was that, and it's easily my favourite part of the book because Babs is still Babs so she still feels true to, to who she is right yeah. but like the problem here is that this this is intentionally separating Nightwing from the Bat family at least it feels that way it feels like when I read Nightwing now well not when because I'm not going to but yeah. <laughs> if I was reading Nightwing now it's going to feel like this separate pocket of the universe where he's, he's not connected to anyone and no, like for Nightwing, no, no, he, he, like we always say, Dick and Waller, the heart and soul of the DCU. It's notable that there, there are, <laughs> there, no, there, are, there are points where Nightwing felt separate because, as a character, he's like, no, I want to go off and be my own man, do my own thing, right? It's the, he, so, his connections and history still felt important, though, even if that was driving him to stay separate. No, no, it was, but it was very much a, a choice of the, it felt natural because the character wanted to proved that he deserved his own thing right and it was like oh, yeah. this is why nightwing deserves to be a thing we 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 prove that the concept works away from batman so that that works for me here it's just nah screw it I, just, I, I, just hide him so we don't have to deal with dick i hate him i absolutely hate him and if, if this isn't any way because tim's getting more of a tim like role then screw tim <laughs> can we have both I, I mean, no, sure, yeah, I, I'd happily have, have both. I, I, also, is... well, well, I'm at it. We're Stephanie Brown, Dick Wads. <laughs> like, like uh, uh, yeah, I'm long on record as Tim hmm. being my favorite Robin. I, I probably prefer Dick as a character overall, but Tim is my favorite Robin, and I want there to be more Tim because you know I've, I've been missing. It. I got a bit in Detective over the last couple of years, but he was missing, and it's like you know I want my my starring role, and, and then. Then okay, gets sure. it, 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 even no, even pretend I was reading it. Let's yeah. go, go. Pretend I was excited. Yes, Tim's back. That's great. I'm, you know, even though I'm not reading it, I'm still happy he's around. But uh, can't we have Dick as well? Why can't we have both? We had both for decades, and no one complained. It was fine. Jason's the one we need to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. I really hope the Joker kills him again in Three Jokers. Oh, that would be so satisfying. That would be hilarious to me. Um, <laughs> so, this is the thing. I just, I hated every page of that. This, this was a comic I was not enjoying reading. I was forcing myself through it to get to the end because I had to talk about it. I had to get through it and talk about it on the show. It was a chore. It, it, it was difficult page to page. Was a, after about three or four pages when I realised what this was, it was like, I already know I hate this. <laughs> 
and nothing it did, nothing it said, every 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 word that came out of his mouth just made me hate him more. Yeah, yeah. And and if you want to change a character, then change them through evolution, change them through growth, where it feels natural. This is just all of a sudden. Not Joel. He's a dickhead now. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's got a shaved head because he, he looks like an asshole as well. Why not? Yeah, and then he burns all of his old costumes. Nightwing is dead. Yeah, yeah, we have to do that ending. And also, of course, we're teasing that Jonathan Crane is going to be related to something going on now because the feather and, and whatnot. Who cares? It's fine. I, I mean, I'm not against that. Oh, yeah, that's fine as a plot, but I'm saying it doesn't matter. I, I, I don't even... I don't, I'm barely spending time thinking about it. I'm too busy like, commiserating. I actually hated this issue more than, like, most issues of Red Hood. It was more of a slap in the face. That's it, because I care about Dick. I don't give a shit about Jason. It was a dick like, slap in the face. It was. But, but that's the thing. Red Hood is so badly written, I hate it. And it's awful. But at the end of the day, it's it's Jason. They're not really anyone I care about. This, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't fill me with angry passion in the same way. This, this, you know, hate. Like, it actually makes me angry. This is garbage. I I cannot wait to see the the sales numbers for issues like fifty one, two, and three. Just to, just to see how much they go down from what they no, were. 50, they'll go up a little bit. That's what, that's, in, why, that's, why, that's why I'm saying not fifty and not even fifty one. That's why I'm saying fifty two and three specifically. Yeah, no, I, I think even I think even fifty one, two, three will go up a bit because of when the when the when the orders are going. I think they'll go. Oh, you know, new writer, you know, oh. senior, fresh start. And, and oh, actually, t- to be fair as well, the news of uh, Percy leaving was a last-minute change. It wasn't like in the solicits because he was solicited for another couple of issues. He was solicited up to the end of fifty-two. Yeah. So, but I I will be fascinated to see how much this book nosedives after a few issues. Yeah, give this. it to like uh, in the fifty-five to fifty-eight range. That's when I expect to see the drop. I I because I, I can't imagine anyone who likes Nightwing reading wanting to read this. I can't imagine. I can't. This, this is straight up one of the worst issues I've read on this podcast, and I've read some shite. I hate it. I hate it. Whatever fiber I've been, you wanted hate. Here's some hate. It's a shame Matt's not here. I want to see. I want to feel his hate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Matt brings the hate. When he when he hates something, I, I need to know things though. I, I need reaction to Connor Kent and Young Justice. I need reaction to uh, Doomsday Clock covers, and I need reaction to Nightwing Fifty. You have to do a little subsection, ne- you know, next week. Call, call it flashback. Yes, flashback. Like Matt, quick, quick thoughts, rant, go, go, go. Joe, <laughs> uh, the first is I can always just see him not saying any words and just making noises for each one, and it'll be eh, eh, uh. Just, just as it goes through, I'll just list them quickly. Just get the noises. Yeah, no, uh, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm out of words for how much I hate this. I can't think of any new ways to describe how atrocious it is. I put it off till last night. I, I was putting it off. I uh, see. That's it. I had a feeling that because you know I said to you earlier in the week, like, oh, I read a couple of things. I read Nightwing to get it out of the way, and you went, oh, but it's still Percy, and I went, yeah, but I had a feeling. Mm-hmm. And I and I left it at that. I didn't say how bad it was to you. I wanted you to experience it uncolored. Um, but, but yeah, I hate it's, it. It's an absolute. It's a, it's a travesty of an issue. Uh, the, the the direction for Nightwing now is just like, yeah, you 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 have succeeded in making me drop Nightwing and not wanting to look at it or talk about it until you fix this shit. 
This is this is garbage. Now, the the good the good news here is, unlike a lot of the stuff in New Fifty Two, this is you know the, the things we're complaining about are contained to a couple of books. Whereas for the most part, you know, Justice League's doing great. Batman's doing great. Justice League Dark, Odyssey, they all do great. Yeah, Superman, Justice action. League Dark is one of my favorite books right now. Yeah, like, I'm I'm loving that book. Yeah, like DC as a whole, there's plenty to love. There's plenty of stuff that we'll be positive about on a weekly basis. As an but... issue fifty to just shit all over the previous forty nine issues. Wait, did this have a rebirth issue? Yes. To shit all over the previous 50 issues. And an annual. To shit all over the previous 51 issues. <laughs> What's the point? Yeah, I, I don't know who wants this version of Nightwing, other than Didio, but like, possibly. Or whoever else is Lobdell. behind this. That's, that's what, yeah, we were going, how does Lobdell keep getting these jobs? He's got some and so on. Nah. He's just, he's just going, hey, Didio. But it... I'll, I'll, I'll throw Dick to the, to the, to the shite. I'll do it. Yeah, but is, is it his idea, or is he just willing to do it? Is he willing to be the one who takes the book when it's this crap that's been forced upon it? Do you know what? I almost can, it's almost a punishment. It's like, no one, no one wants this job. Hey, Lobdell, we've got a job for you. Do you want another book? Yeah, yeah, of course I do. I, you, know, I, you know, Back in New 52, I had eight going. Now I'm stuck with one. What's going on? It's all right. We're giving you Nightwing. Here's your direction. Because, I mean, I think by the end of this story, right, however long this lasts... It's going to be at least a year, isn't it? The dramatic point at the end probably will be he really discovers who Dick Grayson is again, and it's going to be this big uplifting moment, or at least it should be. The problem is, is that there's no hope of this right now. Right now, the character's just, eh, no, nah, I don't want to be who I was. Eh, this guy's a pussy. I'm, I'm new. I'm, I'm grey. Yeah, you can call me Grey. Yeah, he has like about six different names because they were like, well, we can't think of a good one where that'll stick. So what we'll do is we'll throw out a bunch and say, you know, Grey, Grayson, Richard, Rich, Rick, Dick. It's like, pick one. He's like, yeah, he goes, ah, I don't care. That's just, if this does not feel story driven. It feels purely editorially driven. And it feels driven in a way that it's like, I don't know what the purpose is of having Nightwing in this situation for a while is. Uh, to keep him out of the way, to have a big comeback later, or or what? I don't know. Or is it just so misinformed? Is, is it just this really terrible idea that no one high up enough can can shut down? I don't know. It's baffling no, I, to me. I, I'm, I'm convinced this comes from Didio. comes from the top. Because if, if, if it came from from King... Uh, I don't know. I don't see that. I don't think he'd be did. dealing with more of it in his book. Yeah, I, 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 I don't th- think what Nightwing's actually doing post shootings get much to do with King. No, no, no. I agree. That's yeah. I'm not, I'm not, that's why I'm not blaming him. I'm saying uh, it didn't come from Percy because he's pissed off. He's like, nah, I'm not doing that. Clearly, it's it's not. It can't. It, those are the two people who've been writing Nightwing in uh, you know. It, it, or to do with this version of Nightwing, and to be fair, King as well, you know, co-wrote Dick Grayson for a long ass time. He 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 yeah, cares. He, did. About, he cares about the character. It's not like someone he wants to throw under the bus. So, yeah, I I can't imagine. I can't imagine a single Dick Grayson fan on the planet who is enthused by anything that happens in this book. I can't imagine anyone liking it. Uh, so I think the only things you can like in this book are the flashbacks because they're kind of just a bit of a. They're just a Robin story, part of a Robin story, basically. Mm-hmm. If you take them on their own, and you know that, that like three pages with with Babs and and, and Bruce, 
Is it three pages? Do you know what? It's only two pages. I'm, I'm overselling it. <laughs> and one of, one of them is just a, just a full page spread. Yeah. I don't... I just... I, I, it, it pains me. This, this is the first like huge misstep DC have made since we started this show. And it's just like, oh my god, what are you doing, you fools? What are you doing? That's it. There's, there's, there's things I've, I've not liked. I'm not reading Superman in action right now because I don't like Bendis. But... I've not. I've never gone. Oh, it's atrocious. I'm, you know, I'm not. You know, what are they doing? They're doing yeah, it's, all it's wrong. Yeah, they start missed it, but they're not, they're not taking Superman and putting him in a place that doesn't work. You know, like the New Fifty Two did to him for the most part. Right, exactly. I'm, I, I'm not saying, but this, I just, why? The cat's comforting me. He knows I'm upset, so he's purring on my lap. It's not enough, though, is it? <laughs> it's not. I want Didio's re- resignation. On my, on my desk. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Damn it! Oh my god. Um, I guess we should move on. But damn, I, I, I hated this. I, 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 I hate, I, I hated this more than anything I've, I have disliked on this show since we started it. Easily. It's awful. It's garbage. Yeah. And. I guess we're hate reading the issue fifty one because you talked me into it, but beyond that, I, think, I just think it'll be funny. Beyond that, I no, I I, and, I want no I part want of this. I want someone else to suffer. I love Dell for a change. I want no I part want to be of on this. My own. So speaking of fallout of things happening in Tom King books, <laughs> Green Arrow forty five <laughs> is written by Julian Shona Benson and art by Javier Fernandez. And what I think is interesting about this one is I don't think this is a badly written book or it's a bad issue or anything like that. Um, but at the same time, I also don't think. If you dislike anything about it, I don't think you can put it on the Bensons. I feel like this book is not really a part of their run. They've written it because it has the, the editorial yeah, said, the writers, yeah. yeah, put this issue here. But it's not really a part of their overall story, really. It, it's it's one of these where, like you say, it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I don't hate the issue. It's, it's competently written. But it's hard to care. It's hard to give a shit about anything and take it seriously when you go, well, it doesn't know. It's, it's all bad to normal. Yeah, I, I don't believe the death is sticking, so it's hard to take the, the funeral, which is this the entire issue, is the funeral of, of Roy. Do you, know, do you know what's going to be really annoying? Mm-hmm. If in a year's time, or you know, nine months, and, and it's like, oh shit, you know, those deaths are sticking, and we'll be like, huh, maybe we should have gone back, maybe we should have cared about the funeral shit. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I think, I mean, it's nice having all different people at the funeral there, Oliver try to punch Superman and breaking his hand. Sure, there's there's nice moments in here and they they play well enough. Um, but it is kind of a weird issue and I I don't really believe he's staying dead. So it's it's hard to kind of the whole time we're like you're just overreacting. Yeah, it feels that's what it feels like. It feels like people are overreacting. It's it's uh, when when uh, Oliver threatens to take down the Justice League with whatever John gave him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John pulls him out. Uh, and it's like, come on, Ollie, you're overreacting. It, it's fine. I'll be back in a month. <laughs> almost. You may as well have said that. You may as well have said it. Um, yeah. I don't know. And they talk about his addiction and how he's he's buried in this place because this is where he, he chose to become sober and. And all the rest of it, and it, again, it's it's all very fine, it's all very competent. The art is again, it's it's decent, you know. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not it's not shaking my world, but and there's it's some sweet, sweet moments with 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 Oliver and Dana. I, I will say the art, while it's fine, I think it's let, let's let's pretend that for a moment that that Roy is really dead, mm-hmm. and this is the the emotional send off. 
I don't think the art is enough for that. Sure. And I don't really, I don't really like Roy that much. I don't really have an attachment. He's fine. I don't hate him, but you know, I don't, I don't have that much of an attachment to him. But if yeah. this is the send off for for Roy Harper, I think it's underwhelming. Oh yeah, if you told me like then the heroes and Christians, you know, Roy's death is sticking. We're getting Wally back. I'd be like, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll course. take it. <laughs> but people, but Roy, I... do, but Roy does have his fans. Roy's been around for a long time, and it's unfair oh, to them. If that is his death, it's just like the way he was found in Heroes and Crisis. That, that does mean, like, you know, like I said, for me, I, 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 he's, I'm not that big a fan. I have an attachment, but you know, I never spend well enough to say he deserves better than this. Assuming that that he's dead, like you know, mm. I think the only, um, the only panel that really, you know, sticks the line of okay, no, that that sold me on on some of it is is the final page with the with the sunset. Yeah, with Oliver walking away and silhouette yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, no. Yeah, like I say, it's well enough written, but it, it does feel like this. This again, it's a it's a it's a diversion in the story. Because don't get me wrong, I'm I'm sure that the Bentons will use the the emotional weight of like Roy being dead to drive Oliver in the in the coming plots, right? I'm sure they will. They'll incorporate yeah. that, and that'll be that'll be fine. We, we, we've already seen that happening in Flash. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure there'll be more of it in Flash. And I I wonder like. But other than that, though, I feel like this is kind of separate from the because because he, he references oh yeah the, the the plot with the the social media guy right he references yeah. that at some point but it feels like yeah this is kind of almost a kind of a break from that plot to do the funeral where if you've just been reading Green Arrow <laughs> like you're just like wait Roy died what what's happening <laughs> yeah I I think that that's uh, part of why I said at the start of this show that I think events like line wide events. Mm-hmm. It's we we can only say spoiler free for so long because immediately yeah. this is one week later and the books are like hey that happened whether you like you know tough shit whether you read it and you kind of just have to go with it right yep um so overall I mean if I'm rating the issue it's like a six yeah I'd agree with that we didn't rate Nightwing oh no we didn't we got so caught up in the anger we forgot to hate. do the score um. So yeah, six out of ten for Green Arrow. It, so just to sum up my feelings in Green Arrow, it it feels like just kind of a uh, a decently written issue, but one that just kind of exists. For it, it. it feels hollow. It feels hollow. It feels like a hollow tie-in to to the event, as opposed to actually um, having much value on its own. Um, yeah. is how I'd feel. Uh, Nightwing to rate Nightwing. Yeah, because we we have to, don't we? I mean, there's like two pages of art I really like, <laughs> and yeah, that's about it. one out of ten. <laughs> I, I like it. the 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 Mooneyham art in the flashbacks a little bit more than you did. Even mm-hmm. though I think even though you know I've not been the biggest fan overall, but I think his style works for that stuff more than it has done for the the previous Nightwing stuff. Yeah. Saga one point five, <laughs> but that's and people can say objectively, no, come on, it's not that bad. It's like no, like this is this is emotionally driven. This is passion driven. One out of ten, I hated it. I absolutely despised no, no. it. And and like we say, we actually dislike the art as well. True, like, you know, no, like, for no, the most part, yeah. This, this is ugly to look at for the most part. And on top of that, it's ruining the character. It's it's, it's characters. Even if it was a fresh character, the character's unlikable. If it wasn't Dick Grayson, if this was a new character, it'd be like a three or a four. But because they're ruining a character I like, it's... Yeah, context. Yeah, it's a one out of ten. No question. I hate it. 
Uh, all right, moving, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so I'll, 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 we're actually alternating books here for a little bit. Cause this, the last new book we're talking about this week is Adventures of Super Sons, issue three. Peter J. Tomasi writing, oh. uh, Carlo Barberi on the art. So this has been a solid, fun book, really, really uh, delightful. Uh, we ended the last issue with Superboy being split in two, into red and blue. <laughs> and there's a lot of banter that. At one point, one of them actually makes a Your Mother joke. Uh, and the other Superboy is like, you sure Mother too, dumbass? And what what year is it? What year is it? Yeah, I haven't heard of your mama joking. Well, no, but I say your mama joke. It's not actually your mama. It doesn't start that way. But he makes a joke about about your mother being dumb. Okay. He's like, you sure Mother too, dumbass? And Damien is actually like, God damn, will you two shut up? He basically gets a taste of his own medicine because they both kind of become obnoxious because they're separated and they're kind of extremes. Uh, and they're kind of fighting, and one of them was making fun of the other one, saying that oh, he's attracted to Ice Princess because they end up obviously they're fighting this this young injustice gang uh, that we've been introduced to. Uh, worth mentioning the good the good guy Joker, who actually wasn't crazy and was forced into this. Uh, he he gets his ship that he's on blasted. Uh, he's on space floating. You think he's dead, and then at the end we reveal who saved him. Space Cabby saved him and picked him up. So he shows up at the end with Space Cabby because Sweet. the main ship, which everyone's on, crash lands on on the alien planet, which they were on their way to, uh, because chaos ensues, as as you'd expect. Um, and there's, there's a lot of stuff with Rex Luthor fighting Damien. Damien has a lot of you know back and forth with him while he's trying to figure out how to deal with the two 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 Johns. The, 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 the two Johns are a lot of fun though. The, the, them fighting back and forth, like bickering, but then like teaming up to fight the villains. Is, is is really fun stuff. Uh, there's a great moment where Damien says, "You know, I wish it was green kryptonite," uh, which was is a really funny line. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the art, the art's great. Again, it's very bright and colourful, very expressive as as it's been uh, throughout the run. Uh, not even just this part of the, the the run. The previous, you know, the 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 book that was technically just the same book, but they they renumbered it. Was and... it Barberry on that as well? He did a few issues towards the end. He didn't do the whole book, oh, yeah, but okay. he, he was... No, all... I, I, I distinctly remember him not being there at the start. Yeah, he was on it by the end. Um, and okay. m- most of the issues, fun action, like Deadshot's cracking... Young Je- the young Deadshot, that is, is cracking some jokes about how he's better than actual Deadshot. Um, it's plus, a... plus points for Space Cabby. Uh, points for Space Cabby. Yeah, he shows up and he's like, hey, you guys need a, need a flight back to Earth. Uh, I can, I can, you know, accommodate that. Um... Yeah, so it's a lot of fighting on the ship, and that's basically it. It's just a really fun banter and fighting issue for the most part. Uh, but everything with the red and blue Superboys is is a blast. Um, so I, I have very little to sort of analyse and sort of, you know, construct. Like this is, you know... It's just a fun little book, isn't it? It's a fun little book. It's doing more of the same, and it's very pulpy and silly and delightful in all the right ways. So It, it sounds like it's one of those where if you've been enjoying it, you'll enjoy it. Just keep keep on reading. Pretty much, pretty much. It'll make a hell of a, a fun binge read when uh, when all's said and done. Um, but yeah, so so I can't I can't fault. It'll be fun seeing them try to put uh, the Superboys back together and how we accomplish that because they're still a separate at the end of this issue. So we'll see how that how that goes. Uh, but no, that's all I've got to say. Short and sweet. Uh, if I'm rating it, it is a solid seven point five out of ten. Cool. There you go. 
uh, which takes us on to the first of the three catch-up punishment books. What? What? Why are Why are we having punishment books? What are these? Well, these are books that our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV make us read. Uh, there's a tier for Connor, there's a tier for me, and then there's one that you can get as both for, both at a bit of a discount, which is what Tyler's got. Uh, so Connor's got two bo- books that he's forced to read. These are the higher tiers, though. These are a bit more expensive. Uh, should you happen to want to enforce it. Um, although I feel like we should raise the prices just to make it a bit more, a bit more special. I feel like I, I definitely should for the for you know th- this one you know that I got here isn't isn't so bad. It's the issue twenty five where it's extra extra long. That okay, I should have got more for that. No, that's a, that's a loyalty thing. He's he's been making you read it for months and months and paying every month. He gets a loyalty bonus. So... It is, but he's got a bloody annual next month. <laughs> he gets two months of loyalty bonuses. What a prick. What you're saying is you're charging now $30 for the standard 20 pages, but if you want a book with more pages, you got a paper page. It's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a premium. Once you go over the limit, you start you start paying X amount yeah, per page. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying. No, that's not what's yeah, happening. He's exactly. gonna, don't worry, David, I'll make him read it. It's okay. Uh, but, yeah, so first book uh, Connor's doing is The Curse of Brimstone, issue 5. Tyler makes him read this. Uh, Justin Jordan writing Philip Tan and Jose Lewis on the art. Now, I don't remember a damn thing about what happened in any of the previous issues because everything goes out in one ear and out the other when you start talking about this. But I'm not going to lie. Go on. I barely remember what happens in the previous issues. <laughs> I'm going to get the, the biggest criticism of this issue out of the way immediately because it opens on it. It opens on the reveal of, of what it is. So you know, basically, I'll go through most of the book first and then come back to the first page. Okay. So uh, you have them, you know, they they, uh, they got the book uh, unlocked, like, you know, the, the journal, the salesman's journal, they got the blood, and it's like, oh, we can read it a bit now. So they go into this town where it was that he's done something. Uh, and they get there, and and uh, there's no one there. They're too late. And they hear, like, all the, these kids being, you know, they, they go, oh, it sounds like kids. They go looking around, and they find one guy who's left who tells them the story of what happened. And this is going to sound very familiar to you, actually. Oh. All these kids have the same imaginary friend, and it was speaking to them through the TV. They just they sat there watching Static. Yeah, and it's talk. And there's this I, I can't remember the name of the character now, but it was it was talking to them. Um, Slackjaw was what it was called. And then it made the kids kill them. Like it made the kids kill everyone. I'm getting a mix of two things here. Go on. I'm getting a bit of Channel Zero. Yep. And I'm getting a bit of one very bad episode of Star Trek, the original series. Yeah. It's mo- it's it's mostly just Channel Zero, okay. season one. That's basically what this plot is. And which means it's not awful in that sense, because, I mean, I've, I, 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 it's, it's kind of an easy in. It's like, okay, I've seen this story. The problem is, it's it's building up the story. It's like, oh, the kids, and he's, they're like, the kids did this, you know, and, and you see all the, the kids killing, you know, and then the ki- the army of kids come for them. They got like like knives and pitchforks and stuff. It's not as creepy as it should be. The real problem is, the issue opens. You have you have one page of this family being scared. It, this is in the, the in the the town that they're at, mm-hmm. and then you have a double page spread of a bunch of kids coming at them with knives and pitchforks. It starts with, oh, it's the kids doing this. Which really undermines the whole thing. I guess they're going for the, hey, there's a bunch of kids coming to kill us. Let's explain how we get to this point. (laughs) 
Well, no, no, because the kids aren't killing the you know our main characters. Okay. What we're seeing, you know, when, when I said, oh, our characters, they get to the town too late. Everyone's already dead. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing in the opening is the kids killing all the adults. Like that, and and it's it kind of feels really pointless to show me that and then pretend there's a mystery when they get there of being like, oh, what happened? Do you know what's funny about this? Is I'm not sure if Tyler reads this because I know I know David who makes you read Red Hood does read that because he comments on like oh yeah. he made like this issue coming up it's a bit better <laughs> and things of that nature he never does I mean you should probably know that by now but uh, I don't know if Tyler actually reads this I wonder if, if this is just purely oh this, he hates this I'll make him read this <laughs> which I think is really funny it's not that he wants to have like an opinion on something he's read he just he just wants yeah. you to be miserable. I get it. I mean, get your money's worth, right? Which I, I, I can, I can get yeah. behind. I get that. But like, is it like this, it, it's, it's not the worst issue ever. It's just it feels so redundant to, to show me that at the start and then spend half your issue building up to what you know going around you know them going around the town and what happened here. There's, there's no one here. It's like, oh, sounds like kids. There's, it's you know it's supposed to be spooky, creepy mystery. Hmm. But I, I, but I, I saw it at the start. I would say that, that opening page, that sounds like a decent little creepy horror story, to be honest. It should be. It should be. Um, it's it's not as effective as, as, it, as it could be. It's really not. I think the kids kind of just look a bit normal with just eyes whited out for the most part. Um, but just, you know, they come, you know, with the, with the knives and the pitchforks. They look like a classic angry mob. All they're missing is the torches. I don't know. Kind of underwhelming for what it should be. Has um, us. I think I said that right. That was a... the, uh, the reason why I said that is because uh, in Resident Evil Four, uh, you have the angry mob of villagers coming to fight you, and they're in, they're, 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 they all speak Spanish, and that's what they shout at you as they're running with their pitchforks and torches. Okay. I was just trying um, to say it because that's that's immediately what I thought of when you start talking about angry mobs. There's, there's there's two artists on this issue, um, which. Again, you know, I've, I've talked before about this is supposed to be the artist line. It's weird that, that they're doing, you know, oh, well, just shit it out, rush it out with, with multiple artists. To its credit, I can't really feel, I don't feel the break. I know where it is because it, it, it's one of those where it tells you, oh, this artist did, you know, these pages. Okay. But it feels very consistent. Um, so it's one of the better examples of having two artists on a book. Okay, that's cool. Uh, if I'm rating it, it's like a four. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, which I guess too, is my punishment book, also because of Tyler, and that is Hawking Dove, issue four from New 52, Sterling Gates writing, and Rob Layfield on the art. So if you remember the last two issues... Uh, no. Focused on uh, Condor and Swan attacking the president of the White House, Bill Hawk and Dover there, right? Uh, and they eventually win, of course. And this issue is the interrogation. It's they've got the old man who was was Condor, but obviously he's like this really little old man once he's he's uh, he's not Avatar anymore. And it's the interrogation of trying to get him to talk. And Hawk, of course, wants to play bad cop. Dove is playing good cop. And you know the, the the agent who's been kind of around is like you know that good cop bad cop thing doesn't really work as well as it does in the movies it doesn't really really work it's like yeah I can't just threaten them, um, so 
basically, it kind of hints at some of the bigger things going on, that the, 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 the circle of war is corrupting the circle of peace, and that's why Dove is getting more, like, angry and violent the more she spends time around Hank. But it sounds like he's got this plan that Condor is—he's he's, he's basically doing the the plot of Jet Li's movie, The One. I don't know if you've seen that or heard of it. I know what it is. Yeah, it's, it's Jet, the idea in that movie is that Jet Li from all these different universes. There's one bad one who's going around and killing other Jet Li's in other universes because every time he kills one, he absorbs the power and becomes more powerful. Now I don't know if he's becoming more powerful per se. It kind of implies that, but he's going around killing other avatars of war uh, with that kind of goal in mind. So he's going to go around and kill the rest, and then come back and fight Hawk and Dove later. Uh, and at the end of the book, there's like a team comes in and you know takes him and extracts him. But the big thing is that remember last issue, which you don't, I know you don't, but I'm, I'll remind you. So last issue, it was kind of weird how Dove was with with Swan, and then we kind of didn't get to see how that ended. And then Dove just kind of showed up at the end with the knife that they were fighting with. And I was I do like, vaguely remember you going, I'm sure we'll get that next issue. Yeah, there was like a switcheroo maybe or whatever. There wasn't a switcheroo, yeah. but we do get to see the flashback this issue of basically Dove gets stabbed in the back from Swan with this knife. But when she does that, it like opens like a an energy beam of like peace. There's a beam of energy that comes from Dove and it kind of like disintegrates Swan and Dove doesn't know what's going on and that's when she then shows up to the fight later on. We find out in this issue that when that happened, what actually, it was intentional. Swan wanted to ascend and because she stabbed her, it opened up a gateway into the, the realms of the avatars or some shit. So can I just start uh-huh. just one second and let you know what the worst part about all this is? Oh, go on. I read like the first six issues of every new fifty two book. <laughs> and I have no idea what the, the hell you're talking about. You are chatting absolute shite to me right now. So what happens Ed is, is she's ascended to another plane and it turns out she's on the astral plane with Dead Man because she shows up in ghost form and fights Dead Man. And Dead Man essentially gets kidnapped. And at the end of the issue, it's like, oh, we've got your boyfriend, Dove. We'll kiss him goodnight for you. So, dead man's now the damsel in distress. <laughs> and Hawking Dove, he's been kidnapped. I, I know I read this. By Ghost Swan. <laughs> but what the hell? I don't know. What do you want from me? I'm just reading this shit. I, I didn't choose to. Oh, man. This is, uh, I mean, if 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 a book could jump the shark in three issues, I think this managed it. Oh, it's better than Nightwing Fifty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, at least when Go Swan popped in, I, sm- I laughed and went, "Oh, this is butt bat shit. <laughs> what are they doing with this? <laughs> What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my, I, you know, I, it's very very mediocre, and I, I, I didn't like certain aspects. I'm actually. I'm going to get the exact line of dialogue that explains what the beam of light was because I was confused when I read that flashback. I I was staring at the page for a while, trying to figure out what is, is better than Nightwing Fifty, the new. Well, I mean, it's something. It exists. <laughs> it's something. Yeah, it's like it's not the worst thing we've read ever. Yeah. God. So. Yeah, it's like she's got a beam of light coming from her stomach after getting stabbed in the back. I, I was confused by this panel. All right, and tell what what do they claim is happening? Hold on, hold on. I need to find it because it's a uh, old man 
uh, Condor says it when he's when he's talking to her. At the, top, like at the top of the war circle, and then yeah, right. So so he actually senses that dead man's in the room, uh, and he talks about how he's been do? alive for two hundred years. Uh, the ghost, his presence uh, accentuates your scent. Dead man, that ghost is here uh, in the room. And then on. Uh, where are we? I'm faded. I'm faded. On. <sighs> Come on. He says, oh, you've got a hot date when she comes in the room. That was a weird moment. Um. <laughs> Sounds weird. Oh, dear. Okay, I think I have to go back. I think it must have been earlier. Oh, for God's sake. This is, this is atrocious podcast. Why did they explain it, David? Maybe they don't and you just did it yourself. No, he definitely explained it at one point. Maybe <laughs> it's later, Hunt. Oh, my God. We'll go. We'll go. Oh, yeah, here you oh go. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Go. Yes, yes. Got it? Yes. Yes. Okay, you stabbed me in the chest earlier today. Haven't you ever wondered what an avatar of war does to your avatar of peace? And he's explaining about... Uh... I thought you said he, that, that he stabbed him in the back. No, this was this was Condor saying you stabbed me in the, stabbed me in the chest. Okay. Right. Uh, you, we need your ghost boyfriend. Your ghost is going to help us find the rest of the members of the circle. And uh, Once they're all gone, apply for attack, blah, 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 blah. You're still not at it, are you? When did he say it? He said something about she accessed the energy. <laughs> on. I'll fade it. Oh my god. Okay, here. This, I've got it. You got it? I've got it. Okay. I, I swear I've got it. Shut up, you ginger. Swan's mission was not to kill you. Our knife tore open your avatar's skin, creating an energy conduit. Your connection to the ghost and your avatar's energy allowed her to change planes of reality like a train switching tracks. So what he's saying there is that because she has a connection to Dead Man, mixed with her avatar of peace energy, she was able to use that to jump to the astral plane. I don't know. It's bullshit. What do you that want from is, me? That is pretty hefty bullshit. What do you want from me? So they kidnap Dead Man, and he leaves. He, he escapes at the end, and he's got this evil smell. Like, oh yes, yes, you're doomed, man. And that's that's your that's the end of your issue. Um. This is a four out of ten. Even with all that bullshit, the the bullshit's entertaining and how stupid it is. If if okay. I cared more about Hawk and Dove's characters and I was offended that they were doing all this shit, I might be more pissed off at it. As it is, I'm going, "What is this? What is this? What is it doing?" And the art, of course, okay. is. Same as it has been, Slayfield. Do you want from me? Yeah, you know what you're getting. Yeah, it looks like that's, that's, that's all I've got for you. Uh, he does an okay angry face on, on Hawk. I'll give him that much. He can do one thing. He can do that. He, he can do that, and he he can't do the feet. There's, there's give and take, you know, balance. There's balance in his artwork. There's a couple of adept of field effects actually, but I've got someone behind someone. They've got them slightly out of focus, but I've done that digitally in post. I don't actually hate that too much. Um, used sparingly, it gets a bit annoying if they're doing it constantly. But uh, depth of fields are an interesting thing to play with. I think in this form. Yeah. 
because uh, I, I like it in video games because obviously in video games it's not natural either so that's an effect they're adding to it but yeah uh, you, you're you're emulating an effect a natural effect you get in a camera and i think that that one translates to other mediums as long as it's used in the correct way it does i think it depends on the book because some books feel like you know some books feel like no this is like a movie it's th- like you're watching it through a yeah. camera right and other books um feel more like you're just looking at events yeah um, and I think those ones, the depth field can be really jarring and distracting. But no, so four out of ten. Thanks, Tyler. Uh, that takes us on to the final book, which is the final punishment book. Again, catching up on last month's stuff is Red Hood and the Outlaws, issue twenty-five. Scott Lobdell writing, and then on the art, Dexter Soy, Trevor Hearsain, Ryan Wen, Phil Hester, and Andy Parks. Yeah. Go on. On, so I, I said earlier in the show, you know, that it'll be a grand finale to, to the to the episode. Mm-hmm. It's also a grand finale to the run, ish, because it's carrying on, but it's the end of the run. Yeah, it's Red Hood Outlaw or whatever it's turning into now. Uh, yeah, yeah, the the, the, out, the outlaws are gone. It's just Red Hood by the end of this issue. So we start with a flashback to years. I don't actually know what the. It feels really pointless. It's basically um, we open it. We're underwater. Uh, it's it's when he's robbing. He's he's floating there. You got Alfred coming through. It's like, hey, you know, w- wake up. You've got to, you know, you can't stay under that much longer. You can't hold your breath for, for much long because uh, he loses his rebreather thing. Um, you, you know, you got to ascend, get up, get some air now. But the Batmobile's down there, and Batman's in there, and he ignores Alfred and goes and drags Batman out, saves him, and, you know, does a mouth-to-mouth and all that when he gets him up top. And the only reason that uh, that this has a point is for a callback line later, where, um, Rob, you know, once he's up, he's like, oh, yeah, you, you thought you'd get rid of me that easy. And Bruce says, you know, I think it's, um, if, if, if I ever get rid of you, it'll, it'll, or if you ever get rid of your choice, you know, it's like, you know, implying that, you know, he'll, he'll choose to leave and move on like Dick did. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's that's that whole opening. It's kind of pointless, except for to give us that line for a callback, which is a pretty cheap thing to do. If you're going to have a big dramatic moment. Oh, yeah, we should probably set that up earlier in the issue. Rather than earlier in the run. I don't know. But then we cut ahead. Um He's invisible in the middle of the street because he's using invisibility. This is after he shot Penguin last issue. So there's a manhunt for him. There's loads of police search for him for him. And they're like, oh, we, we you know, they're like, oh, we can't have gone far. And then we get his, his internal monologue going, well, I haven't got anywhere. I've stood right in front of them. I'm just invisible. And there's a really weird thing in the art where it's like the camera's looking up towards him uh, from the perspective. But he feels like, I thought it was a projection at first, like or a hologram or something, because he's massive. He feels way out of proportion here. It's it's kind of weird. But then the invisibility tech shorts out, and he appears, and there's like 20 police all shooting, uh, not shooting, but just pointing their guns at him. And then he, he sets off some noise thing on his belt uh, and uh, distracts them. And then they realize, uh, you know, the the building, the, you know, their um, ship thing, fortress that was in the sky that was also invisible. 
Aye, the, well, the yeah. blimp or whatever it is. Yeah, well, it's kind of a big building. All right. And that, that's falling from the end of the last issue. J- Jason's moving castle, got it. Pretty much, pretty much. More bizarro as moving castle, but you know, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah but that's falling and the invisibility on that's going as well. So people are going, oh shit, there's a building falling on us. Get out of the way. Like, will that do any good? It's a building. And yeah, but basically that's that's actual dialogue. That's not me saying that. Someone's going, hey, that's that's a building. Will will that will get out of the way? Help. And then you cut to Jason's uh, monologue, going, "No, it won't, but you might as well." I mean, it can help if you get far enough away. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> there, there is a safe distance you could be from it. <laughs> that's, that's not an unreasonable thing to say. Yeah, but I mean, it's falling. It's it's gonna take. Yeah, uh, oh, whatever. You could be uh, close. That... To the, you could be close to the edge, though. You could. Yeah, make... you could. Good, I suppose. But anyway, this, this is when we finally cut up to uh, Artemis and Bizarro on the ship, trying to stop it because there's the the hologram Bizarro from when he was smart, which is you know th- that's why this has fallen. Chairzaro, as they've been calling him, uh, who controls all the ship and everything, has put it into this self destruct mode. Um, and Artemis is like, "Hey, can we you know shut down the self destruct?" And he's like, "No, I was completely you know uh, everything was wired through Bizarro's brain, and now." that Bizarro's brain's kind of gone again. There's nothing I can do. Oh, dear. Yeah. So they're like, all right, then. Bizarro's, like, trying to apologize for, for what he did, and Artemis gets angry at the chair, Zaro, and Bizarro's like, oh, are you mad at me, too? And she's like, no, you're just a big, dumb idiot. It's not your fault. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Uh but they start running away because they're like, well, I don't really know what to do. We better find a failsafe, so we'll we'll try find one. And then we get to probably the best point of the issue. Um, Jason's on a he's on a gargoyle, and he's like, right, I know that building's in and out of invisibility, but I really and I don't know exactly where it is, but I really hope it's underneath me. So he jumps off to to land on it, but he gets snagged by a you know uh, Batman grabs him with a you know a rope around his leg. Ah, Jason immediately starts firing bullets at him, like for, from pretty close range. And um, Batman kicks the shit out of him. He kicks him so hard his whole helmet shatters. That sounds good. <laughs> it's a full page spread of just Batman kicking him in the face, and Jason's like, "What the hell? You, I, I, you, you've never even hit the Joker that hard, and you hate him. Why are you doing this to me?" And Batman just goes, "Shut up!" and hits him again. <laughs> That is satisfying. All right, okay. All right, some yeah. points, some points. Yeah, yeah. And Batman's like, no, we had a deal. You could, you could stay in Gotham and be free if you didn't kill anyone. And then you shot Penguin point blank, and it was worse than what Batwoman did because you did it when there was cameras. It's like you're ruining the good Bat name because I think he still has a bat. Yeah, he still has a bat on his chest. He's ruining the good Bat name. And, and and Jason's like, ah, so what? He's killed. You, you know what he's done over the years. How many he's killed? Y- y- you really that bothered about it? Clearly, um, he is. He's, he's punching so Bat- you in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Batman then then he headbutts him in the face because obviously he's got no helmet. Uh, Jason's got no helmet here now, so he just headbutts him in the face. Uh, there's blood dripping down his face. It's it's great. And then Batman's still going in all angry to punch him. Kind of satisfying. But uh, then Bizarro shows up and just smashes Batman through the floor. They're on a roof of a building at this point, obviously. 
and uh, he just smashes Batman through the roof hmm. and then flies off with, with Jason. Yeah. Just like, okay, that's that. There they go up. Artemis is, uh, you know, trying to sort stuff out to stop the building still. I'm just, I'm using this time to groom the cat. Yeah, yeah, might as well. Um, <laughs> basically, they come up with an idea of, um, if you remember the, the quantum doorway that could kind of go anywhere, uh, they're kind of like, oh, we'll, we'll go through that and kind of dra- we'll drag the building through that so that it, you know, you know, so, so that it doesn't crash on Gotham. I mean, just, you know, crash it anywhere. And Bloodhaven. You know, crash it in Bloodhaven. Just put that place out of his misery. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? It's funny because don't forget, this is a few months ago. Okay. Yeah. I'll become relevant in a minute, I promise. All right. Um, but yeah, Bizarro goes, no, I'm going out the hero. And he, he kind of grabs the building and flies through with it. But um, Jason's like, no, no we, uh, to Artemis, like, no, we've got to go after him. We've got to save him. And Artemis is like, no, not we, I. And, he's, and she's like, oh, someday you'll understand. And then uh, they, they have a bit of a kiss. And then she flies off after after Bizarro. And then the portal closes. Big big portal in the sky sort of thing. And it just you know closes up. And, and Jason's just left there going, oh, they're all gone. It, all his friends are dead. And then Batman shows up behind him. He's like, he, he just goes, oh, you're standing right behind me, aren't you? And then throws a kick behind him. And, and, and Batman just blocks it and then throws him across the roof and takes him down again and literally he is you know how sometimes you see batman dragging criminals like by the collar or something like that yeah jason's helmet it's not completely smashed it's like all the face sections smashed so it's still around the top of his head and 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 around his chin um think like a motorbike helmet if you lift the visor so he grabs him like through the top of the, the the helmet like under just like a where above his forehead and drags him from that. I mean, it's kind of great. It sounds like this one has some highlights. I mean, I'm not going to read 25 issues to get to these. Yeah, but... yeah, but it's not how it's right for the right reason. But then suddenly there's there's some red smoke that comes in. Batman, he has a, you know, in a, the old Metal Gear Solid games, you know, where you had the exclamation mark come up when you were spotted. Above yes. Your head, and it goes Wing, like that. It basically has that panel where you have. You have the, the red smoke come in. You have Batman turn to the camera. These like three little lines come up above his head, and he just goes eh. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, and, uh, and then uh, a little uh, arrow comes into his belt uh, with electric shock. And of course, it's got a red tip on it, hasn't it? And it's 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 uh, it's Arsenal come to save come to save his buddy. What? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, remember a few months ago. Okay, sure. Yes. Yeah, but it, it, it was weird reading it this week. Yes. Um, That's they... the end of the, the issue proper. Then there's a short back backup. Yeah. Yeah, which is I think we had two artists on that. Maybe I'm, I'm just trying to check the credits page. No, we had three artists on the main story. Uh, we had one that was the present day stuff. Oh, no, no, one that was the flashback, and then two in the present day. Um. Dexter Soy did the bulk of it, and one of the others uh, does some bits. Uh, it looks to me like it's towards the end. Uh, basically, after they disappear, I think is where it shifts, because that's where it looks like to me is the last like four, three or four pages. 
um, is where it shifts eyes. It's not the worst shift. It's 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 okay. And the first one is excusable with it being a, a flashback. It's a you know pretty standard device. Uh, then we have like a weird backup, which is a, it's this story. Um, it's it's all like this pulp, like seventy style art. Um, you've got like it's like the start of a comic. Yeah, you've got the the you know all the faces uh, in the circles to ch tell you who everyone is. So you've got on this version of the team, Red Hood, Artemis, Bizarro, Arsenal, and then the Creeper and Starfire. Okay. And it they basically burst in on the on. It's Joker uh, beating up Batman with a crowbar. Yeah, uh, and they burst in and save the day, but they kill uh, they kill the Joker, and Batman's like, "Oh, thank you," and uh, and and Jason's like, "Yeah, sorry about your golden rule," and and Batman's like, "Oh, don't give it another thought. You know, the world has enough heroes. Sometimes it needs a it, it takes an outlaw." And I'm like, "What the hell's going on here?" This is a little just fantasy four-page pointless Elseworld thing. <laughs> Pretty much, because then it turns out it's actually um, Ma Gunn reading a story. She's reading a comic of this for whatever reason. Okay. And then she goes, oh, you know, she's oh, hello, it's been a long time. And and you see out of the corner, like, you know, someone there in the shadows is like, oh, I, oh, I can't stay. You know, you, you're far away. And even my omnipresence has its limits. And then in he pops, and his face is there's like three versions. It's like it's moving really fast. Like mm -hmm. it's not quite stable. He's not quite there. Um, it's Willis Todd, Jason's dad, who we had an arc about. You know, who, who's dead, or supposedly. And then he's like, "Yeah, how long have you known?" And um, oh, oh, and this it turns out, uh, Ma Gun is is his mother. As we get in that, and and so uh, it's just like, oh, hello, you know. And it's like, yeah. So she's always known that Jason is her grandson. Okay. Why? <laughs> so if you recall, Margun, you know, called called Faye, uh, had a granddaughter called Faye Gun, who we introduced, I don't know, seven, eight, ten issues ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you remember. And I, I was like, oh, it's weird. It was the same name, you know, it felt lazy. And Jason was all flirty with her. But, you know, clearly they're pretty related. So that got weird. Yes, I don't know what to add to that. That's... I, I don't know what the point of this is. I, I don't. It's clearly something that's meant to be setting up going forward, but. Yeah, that's a clear cool set up for whatever Love Dolls doing next and the outlaw part of a, yeah, a run. Yeah, but the, the, the four pages felt like. You know, the, the the extra four pages of the know, four, one, two, three, four, five pages, sorry, of the of her reading the story really feels like, oh, yeah, this is an issue 25, isn't it? That's meant to be bigger. Um, yeah, just just put that in there. And I, I don't get why it exists. Yeah, um, strange. This is such a, a bad issue. It feels really underwhelming as a finale to the run at this point uh this this version of the team is, is over this iteration artemis and bizarro go out as heroes well bizarro goes out as a hero artemis just follows him it feels kind of underwhelming for her specifically bizarro's ending was was all right for her just to go oh i'm gonna go try and help you know save it whatever it, it felt like pointless um yeah 
Yeah, but I did enjoy seeing Jason get the crap kicked out of him by Batman. That was pretty satisfying. What'd you read up? Okay. Three. Yeah, put us out of a misery. Still better than nothing. <laughs> Although, I'm waiting for them to be revealed that Penguin's not really dead, because I feel like we'd have heard about that. Yeah, yeah, that feels weird. That's not sticking. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that'll happen in the next issue, right? He'll say to Batman, like, oh, I didn't. Re- he's not really dead. But, no, they're still pretending he is. All right. Well, that does wrap up the books and take us on to the final section of the show where we pick our favourite stuff of the week, favourite panel slash moment, favourite art, favourite cover, and, of course, the top five books. So, starting with favourite panel slash moment, what do you have? Um... It's kind of difficult this week. Nothing's massively going, oh, it's that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with, uh, from Witching Hour, I'm going to go with that that page of all the Swamp Thing husks because I thought that was a great page. Oh, okay. I could see it. Um, yeah, I've got a couple that I could pick. Part of me wants to pick when Diana intentionally stops touching the lasso because she wants to lie. It's a good I, moment. I like that moment. Um, I also like the seeing the seeing the rooms, and I like um, a couple of things. But I think actually I'm going to go with Justice League, and I'm going to go with uh, where Batman goes speechless at the end. I feel I feel like that moment there is a, a kind of sweet moment. So I'll go yeah, with that. Uh, best cover, uh, and if it's not the Witching Hour variant, then I don't know what you're playing at. So <laughs> um, it's it's not. It's what are you the... Uh, the regular cover for Green Arrow. Uh, I love that Maliv cover. I mean, Maliv is very good. Let me have a look. I really like it. And I think that has the foil version as well. That is actually very nice. I'm still going with the uh, Federici. Which oh, no, cover, don't get me wrong. It's a but... great cover. It is a great cover, what you've picked. But I do really like that Green Arrow one. All right. Um, then uh, best art of the week. Blade I'll North. give it to, to Batman. Tony Daniels is he's, he's great, isn't he? Um, it's kind of between that Justice League and Witch Number, and I don't feel. I I I feel they're all kind of at a similar stage. Yeah. I mean, Justice League's probably the the weakest out of the three for me, with the just because of the faces. Um, I think Batman. I'm giving it to just for the like the thing like you know like the touch in the snow with the the, the speech bubbles like I mentioned. I like like just small touches and and the way the cape flowed. I'm that's, like, yeah, go on, that can have it. That's fair. I also like Perkins on Green Lanterns actually. It's pretty good. It's a very consistent week for yeah. art. Um, uh, Nightwing aside. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go with that. We'll give it Perkins for Green Lanterns. I, I feel like it's a nice shout out. Someone yeah, different, sort of. Just not the cover. <laughs> not the cover, no. The cover's atrocious. But the but the uh, the actual Interior, art within, so I, yeah. I really liked. Um, so yeah, go with Perkins. Uh, so top five books of the week. And so why is Nightwing your number one? Come hang on, on, hang on. I'm trying to count if I've got enough to avoid Nightwing. <laughs> I do, for sure. Oh, just. I thought I was going to have to go into uh, into some, you know, like use use Brimstone as number five. <laughs> I was considering it because I would have given it to that above Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your top five? Uh, no, my top five seriously is uh, Witching Hour, uh, Justice League, Green Lanterns, uh, Batman, Green Arrow. Cool. Uh, my number one is Justice League. Number two is Witching Hour. Number three is Batman. 
And my number four is Adventures of Super Sons. And my number five is Green Lanterns. Cool. Definitely not Nightwing. <laughs> Definitely not that piece of shit. Nightwing gets the honourable mention of worst comic we've read in two and a half years. I will be shocked. If we get to the, the annual episode this year and we're doing our best and worst of the year, I will be shocked if anything is, is worse in my memory than Nightwing 50. I will be shocked. Nothing will, because even if anything was objectively worse, there's nothing we're going to remember hating as much as this. Not unless Except they... maybe 51. Not unless they go and try and ruin a different character with us in a similar... Yeah, they've only got two months, three vein. months. Hey, here's your new... I don't know. <laughs> this is the thing. Obviously, they're doing the memory loss thing with Aquaman. But I don't hate Aqu- I don't love Aquaman enough to be as angry if they ruin Aquaman. Yeah, but the memory loss thing with Aquaman it feels more story driven. It feels like that's what the Conic's plot idea is. She wants to do something with that. Yeah. Because you're not getting in a brand new writer to write your shit like that, are you? No. Uh, Dakar is uh, a big name. It's not like oh, we'll bring her in for a stupid amnesia plan. No, no, whatever she's doing, I trust that she's she's got an idea. And no, just... I, I agree. I was just just using that as the the closest potential. Oh dear. But, no, I mean, fifty one could be worse. We've got Lobdell to contend with. This is true. Speaking of, let's talk about what's coming next week on the show, episode 125. Connor's missing that episode, but he'll be back the following week. Uh, in fact, that means that he'll have two episodes in a row, essentially, of doing his punishment books, because he'll be doing those in week three. <laughs> At least one of them. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, hang on. Is week uh, Maybe both, if week four's a biggie. Week four's pretty big, especially since I think Mr. America still may be on week four. Uh, unless it gets pushed again, which it could. It's possible. We'll see close to the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, coming next week, we have Wonder Woman 56, which is part two of which, you know, where we have Superman 4, Detective Comics 990, The Flash 56, Supergirl 23, Titans 27, Hawkman 5, Plastic Man 5, Catwoman 4, and Sideways 9. Also worth mentioning, we also have Cursed Comics Calvacade Calvic- issue 1. Uh, we will probably do that, but we're going to save that until week five because it's a anthology book with like 80 pages of story. So we'll do that in week five with... Uh, the annuals and shit so that's the plan um all right so yes if you uh if you'd like to wait just uh kill time for two minutes oh go on matt has uh just said he's he's forgotten to give his picks so we might be able to just get matt's choices in quickly oh matt's gonna give his picks of the week if if we can kill time for two minutes all right i mean I mean, just go back to shitting on nightwing if you really (laughs) nightwing's terrible it's garbage (laughs) what are you doing people we did dc yeah. Stop it. It's such an easy target, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh man. Uh, uh, oh, I really hate that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh to I know I'm not here next week, but I'm I'm looking forward to uh Winter especially to, to get that story. And that has two gorgeous covers next week. Was it two gorgeous covers? I wasn't listening, I was Wonder Woman. stretching. <laughs> Yeah, I took all my thought process. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman. Obviously, you've seen the regular one in uh, in the preview thing. Yeah, you know the start of these books, the you know the the, the, the checklist, and then the variant is. I, I think it's Persian again. It, lo- it looks like it has, but it's um, it's kind of like a the, the evilish Diana with the, the Hecate stuff going on. It looks good. It looks very good. I'm asking Matt important things. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 are you asking him his yeah how much he hated Nightwing? 
I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't need, know. We need fresh reaction. If, if a week later is no fun, is it? <laughs> People need to know. Yeah, now the end of the show is literally just waiting on Matt telling us things over 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 <laughs> Facebook chat so we can talk. Yeah. Right, best art of the week you give to Jimenez for Justice League, fine pick. Uh, moment of the week was Hall of Justice dining room stuff with Ferdinand. Good, Ferdinand. good, yeah, good pick. We know he loves Ferdinand. Cover he gave to Super Sons. His top five uh, is Justice League, so he gave me there. He put Super Sons at number two. He put Witching Hour at number three. He put Batman at number four. And Green Arrow at number five. So not, not a million miles away from... Uh, yeah, it's kind of in line with what we were saying yeah. for the most part. But we had Super Sons a lot. Did you have Super Sons in your top five? Yeah, I had like four. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That was good. Uh, uh, and to the question of how much did he hit Nightwing, he's read, in all caps, so much. And then he says, it's got that Lobdell stink on it already. Yes, which I will counter as Didio stink. Sure, but... that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Matt also hated uh, hated Nightwing. That's good. Not that know. we expected anything less. We didn't, but you never know. You're a bit shocked us with something he, else. He does do that every so yeah, often. So he's, he? he's 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 away for the weekend, but he's 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 he's, he's patched in his his thoughts because he's read his books just in time. So there you go. That brings the end to the show. I told you what's coming next week. Um, anything else to inform you of? Uh, the monthly episode went up for patrons. If you go to patreon.com slash TV, of course you can support the show and the channel and everything we do here. Uh, and one of the perks of the $5 tier is a monthly episode with me and Connor going over a trade or a graphic novel. And we did Gotham Central book one um, just this, during this week. So that's up for everyone. Yeah. On and Patreon. of course if you go and sign up now you get what 14 or so of those to, to listen to? Uh, yeah that was the 14th episode of the monthly. That one. So, so yeah, if you go sign up, they're, they're all there waiting, and you can have a, a fantastic October. Yeah, and October is a voting month for the Patreon monthly. They'll be, the vote will be up in a couple of days' time. Uh, we're actually just finalising some of the other votes so that all the votes can go up at the same time. But uh, that that'll be up in a couple of days. It's horror themed, basically, is what we're doing. So that that is uh, that is uh, that is that. Get us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. That's worth mentioning. Let us know on Twitter how much you hate. <laughs> Nightwing's new direction at Nightwing 50, please. And if you do happen to like it, I mean, try why? and explain no, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want to know why. Do, do, do you typically like Dick Grayson? Do you typically like Nightwing? Because I could, I could see... I could see uh, Priest, Christopher Priest. I could see him loving this. It's like, yeah, fatally, Dick's got character. Do you know what the thing is? He doesn't like Dick, but even I, I don't think he'd like this. Because he, 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 he respects Dick enough to just not use him. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So that is that is uh, that is us. That has been episode 124 of Comics from the Multiverse, your premier DC Comics podcast on the interwebs. Well, according to Twitter, we are the DC Comics podcast. Yes, so. yes. That's the, we have that name on Twitter because we are the, the premier DC Comics podcast. That, that, that's, just, that's just a fact. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. So come back next week. No Connor next week is on vacation, but Matt's here instead. So the, by the definition, it'll be a better episode than this week's. Uh, I mean, so- <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd say, I'd argue, but there's no Nightwing next week. So it's a better episode. You, you don't have to read that. Yes, and I don't have to be talking Dove next week, so it's also better for that reason. So we'll see you guys next time. Thank you very much once again. Uh, goodbye. Good. Good. Good evening. Good night. Um, the, the, this meeting of the Midnight Society has drawn to a close, and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.